Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and the hot tips on how to recover from your 4th of July hangover. <laughs> My name is Michael Basinger. With me are Matt Polly. Hi, hi. Brad Polly. Hello. And together, we are the Inglorious Pastors. Yeah. Yeah. My voice is a little bit better. It is a little it's, bit better. It's on the mend. Yeah. Um... You know, the best way not to get a hangover is just not get drunk. Don't drink too much. Yeah. yeah. It's probably the best. I mean, not that I'm... Yeah, I was going to say, you're really one to talk there. I was really close to saying a hot dog hangover at the beginning of that, but I thought I thought better. I feel like that's a much, like, probably much more likely to happen with you than a regular hangover. I'm not big on the hot dogs. Really? Really? I mean, they're okay. I'd rather have a hamburger. This is my shocked face. Right Unless here. they're gas station hot dogs, and I'm all fucking about that. Oh god, I don't know why I have diarrhea. And I throw up all the time. <laughs> My god, I haven't had a hot dog. I haven't. I had Mexican yesterday. Poor choice. Um, <laughs> but why uh, you're shitting your intestines out now? Yeah. I'm glad everyone knows that I have <laughs> diarrhea. Great, good times, cool. What am I, Matt? Fucking Matt Polly right here. As much as we've talked about my bowel movements yeah. on this show. All right. Yeah, but usually it's you volunteering the information. That's fair. Let's talk about some things that are going in. <laughs> hey, hey, what are you drinking? Hey, hey, I've been thinking that if we're going to get through this, we're going to need some fluids. So, hey. Not impressed. It's all right. So this, uh, I think, this beer is—is is it made by three different breweries? No, it's made by. No, it is. Dogfish I think it head. is made by three different breweries. Oh, yeah. it's one of Victory, those collaborations. Stone yeah. and Dogfish Head. It's a mixtape of sorts. Indeed, it's a mixtape beer. Kind of tastes like they took their three worst beers and just mixed them together. <laughs> we not, call this the Spittoon Boys. Not fantastic. This is the uh, uh, from Dogfish Head and apparently two other breweries. Uh, Saison Dubuff. Stone and Victor, I, I believe. Dubuff. Dubuff. Uh, Ale Brew. Shia LaBeouf? No. Ale Saison Dubuff. It tastes like Shia. It definitely does. Does it? Yeah. What does it taste Shia. like? Shite. So um, it tastes like Shia then. It's not, not great. Um, ale Brewed with Parsley, Sage, Rosemary, and Thyme. I think it's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's all right, but Dogfish Head, that probably cost, what, $15 for a four pack? Yeah, it wasn't cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't fifteen. It wasn't too, it wasn't like horrible. I'm generally really good with dogfish head, but this is not It's uh, just okay. Yeah. It's not as bad as the one last last week. What was last week? That, oh that shit. You took one drink oh, from Saint yeah, John. But, oh, it was terrible. Yeah. I was in Saint John today for work. I should have yeah. stopped by and been like, uh, your beer's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Please yeah. stop making beer. It's pretty pretty crap. I kinda uh, like that actually it's, a little bit. It's fine. It's okay. There's more beer in the fridge. It's not fifteen dollars a four pack good. I don't think it was that by much. By any stretch, okay. It was fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, I was gonna say guaranteed. No, no I there's think there's no was, way that was less than twelve dollars for that four yeah, pack. Yeah, I think it was actually. Yeah, mm. pretty sure it was. Calling bullshit on that. Okay, well, right. you go ahead and do that then. This round is on the Bastards Pub. <laughs> well, um, you know two, what? Two, Ass bag. Two weeks in a row of crap beer. You know what? You guys buy your own goddamn beer. All right? I'm not complaining. I'm done. I'm, I'm not done buying beer. You fuckers buy your own beer. I am not complaining. I don't complaining. give a shit what you get. Matt's mad on the internet. I'm not complaining. God. <laughs> let, let, the, let it be noted that I am not complaining about this beer. I said it was okay. It's fine. It's just not uh, It's just not great. Yeah. 
Well, we'll see what you pick out whenever you go and get something. All right. All right. I actually have some at home, but you guys keep buying more beer and saying, we got this. Why don't you go get it? Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, bring it next week. Well, remind me, and I will. We've got two more beers that you guys aren't going to like either. Probably. So. <laughs> I'm sure I'll like it. They're both from 18th Street, so okay, we know they're good. If you'd like to buy us around, go to patreon.com slash bastards podcast. If you'd like to buy Brad around, good luck with that. Yeah, because he's not, he's not going to like it. I love how mad you are. Or he's going to hold it. This. He'll just hold his pinky God, out while he I drinks it. I love how mad this is making you right now. Oh. I don't think it's bad. Do you like it? I kind of like it okay. Butt yeah, hurt, it's fine. Butt hurt Matt is the best, Matt. Let's not talk about butt hurt yet. <laughs> We're saving that for feedback. Um, okay. So, um, yeah, you're going to want to stick around to the end of the show. Yeah, because it's going to get hot. <laughs> so heated. In her. Yep. In her or here? Hot in her. That's how you're supposed to say <laughs> it. Hot in her. Her. Never mind. God mm. damn it. Really? Oh, man. Yeah, you got that one? Yeah, <laughs> I right, do. I'll, I'll let you have that one. Um, anyway, um, I don't even. I don't, Where I don't are know. we? It's probably hot in there, too. All right, patreon.com slash bastards podcast. <laughs> well, if um, it's not, she's dead. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Bastards Podcast uh, if you'd like to buy us around. Uh, we get we uh, offer exclusive episodes of the Bastards Pub Crawl, Turd Talk, um, and at any level you can access the Bastards Pub. It's a closed group on Facebook um, where we talk about life, spirituality, and everything else. Our most recent Bastards Pub uh, Crawl mm-hmm. was Matt and I. Mm-hmm. Brad was dead. Um, he was on assignment. No, I was actually out with my family, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, you weren't at, not at 8.30 at night. We got home. We probably got home around there. Mm. Yeah. So. so did you, actually. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, we talked about patriotism, um, Hope. hopefulness. Yeah. Um, Progress. Yeah. And how it setbacks. <laughs> and how the resistance is nothing more than a bullshit hashtag. That's what you should have mentioned. No, we didn't talk about that. that. No. That'll be on, on, on Brad's next Brad's next week, crawl. yeah. Um, anyway, uh. things discussed in the pub. Uh, how Donald Trump is guilty of all seven deadly sins. Yeah. And like some more he made up, yeah. probably. Uh, we talked about favorite movies to rewatch. Do you want another beer? No, it's fine. I'll drink it. I've got there's a Tecate That drink in was there. better. The second drink was better than the yeah. first. What's your it's favorite, a little bit better. favorite movies to rewatch? Shawshank Redemption, for sure. Uh, yeah, few, Shawshank. <laughs> I cannot not watch A Few Good Men if it's on TV. It's, God, it's not chance. even that good of a movie. And like, Jack Nicholson's pretty good. But it's not a great yeah. movie, yeah. but I can't. I have to watch it if it's on TV. So I've I've seen that God knows how many times. Oh, Shawshank for me. Weird Science. Weird Science. Oh, yeah. I literally watched that yeah, while I, I was sick. Oh. I um, watched it not long ago. Oh man, was it, it was, on Comedy Central? It's so no, good. It's still it was okay. on IFC or something like that. Okay, or, I don't know. It was <laughs> the booze house return. What a joke! What's up, yeah. ladies? My favorite. My favorite. It's the only good Bill Paxton role ever. Stop. <laughs> that movie <laughs> is pretty terrible. I've it's re-watching. really good. I forgot. I know, no, that man. movie's hilarious. Still, still funny. You need to rewatch it. I, I did. I did like two weeks. Like two months ago. Terrible. It uh, was made in like the, 1985. The best, the best line is, uh, it was an accident shit. An accident? Do you realize it's snowing in my room? God damn it. It's my favorite well, line. That and when the grandparents are in the cabinet. <laughs> Hi, Nanny. Hi, Grampy. <laughs> I'm not a moron, you know. I. <laughs> are those my grandparents? I yes. forgot that. What are I they doing in there? 
Uh, Iron Man is in that movie. I, I forgot about that. Yeah, he plays mm-hmm. a pretty prominent role in it. What is that guy's name? Lucas Robert. Allen? No, he's not Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr. Lucas Allen is Iron Man. <laughs> Wait, what? What? What, ha- what just happened? <laughs> he looks like Robert Downey Jr. Oh, he bit. does. That's right. A little bit. That's right. Uh, we talked about a meme. Uh, oh, we talked about uh, how "Make America Great Again" is a song, and apparently it's in the CCLI. Yeah, it's so. a worship song. Yeah, that should tell you everything. Uh, you well, know I was going to say evangelical yeah. Christianity. Once again, they've sold their they've sold their future. Their future is done. Let's just done. read the lyrics to that. No, we're not going to do Make that. Make America nope, great no, again. No, 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 nope, not doing Make it. Make America nope, great again. Stop. Nope. Lift Stop. the torch of freedom Stop. across the land. Listen to Weezer instead. <laughs> All right, that's better. That's better. Yeah. All right, enough. And I'm Jello, baby. All right. All right. Um, anyway, <laughs> that song is shit. Um, what? El Scorch? No. Weezer? Oh, Make right. America <laughs> Great Again. I'll say the I'm, worship song. I'm going to at Rivers Cuomo on Twitter and tell him you hate him. We had a lot of people smoking pipes. Yes, yeah. we did. So it's that season now. I started a trend. And then a meme I'm of a Jesus. Trendsetter. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, because nobody's ever posted a picture of themselves smoking a pipe before you did it. Not on Instagram. Jeez. <laughs> I know for a long time, I don't even know what my profile picture was. It was me smoking a pipe for yeah, me a too. year. I don't know if it even it might still be. I yeah, have no idea. It probably is. It's probably a new picture of you smoking a pipe. Yeah. <laughs> Matt did this. Um, that was first. <laughs> My big brother did this. I'm going to do it too. Bubby did it. Bubby did it. Um, <laughs> we also talked about um, a meme of Jesus. No, Jesus at the at the door knocking, and it says, "Knock, knock. Who's there? It's Jesus. Let me in. Why? I have to save you from what? From what I'm going to do with you if you don't let me in? Fairly accurate. Yeah, yeah. it is." Um, well, hashtag penal substitutionary <laughs> atonement. Mm, yeah. You ought to be really fucking afraid of me. Open that door. <laughs> um, okay. Let's do, um, yeah, into the new scene. Lock up your fears, dry all your tears, refill your fears. We're headed into the new speed. Yeah. What do you got? Ready? I yeah. got two. Uh, this was actually in the pub today, so I stole it. Oh, I have that one too. Go ahead. Uh, do you really? I've got more. I'm sure you do. <laughs> I had trouble finding a couple. Yeah. Um, this is from uh, Channel 8 News. Uh, they're on your side. Uh, that actually is what it says, on your side. Oh, so, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> News, News Channel, Channel 8, 8 on, on your side. side. That's really funny. Uh, Florida mm-hmm. man. Ah, yes, of yeah. course. Sits on gun, shoots himself in penis. Yeah, good. I hope he shot it off for good. <laughs> Uh, Jacksonville, Florida. That's how I feel about gun A Florida man accidentally shot himself in the penis when he sat down on a gun in the driver's seat in his car. Um, several news television news stations report that the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office says the man ran into his girlfriend's house Friday after the gun discharged. Ooh. She saw that he had, wound, he had been wounded in his groin and took him to the hospital where he underwent surgery. Uh, the Sheriff's Office said the 38 year old man has a previous conviction for cocaine possession and may now, may now face charges of being a felon in possession of a firearm. Well, yeah, you would be if you're convicted yeah. of cocaine possession. That's a felony. So, so are we yeah. talking about like shot nuts? his donger off? Good. Shaft? I don't know. Who shot, cares? Who, he shot. Is he going to get reconstructive surgery? Probably he doesn't say. Would you? No, because I wouldn't shoot my dick off. If somebody else guns, shot your dick but... off, <laughs> would you we're want gonna reconstructive? Your, we're going to shoot your dick off, Larry. God, you beat me to it. <laughs> Dang it! 
Uh, I couldn't quite formulate it in my head. Would you uh, reconstructive <laughs> surgery on that? Well, yeah. Okay. Me too. Just, just, just check. You just check. Good. That's just good, checking. Michael. That's, uh, that's right, an important contribution. That's great. What, what's your second one? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'll go. I'll go. Hold on. Uh, I got four more. Australian man. Australian very, man. Let's be honest. Very similar to Florida man. Well, this isn't really his fault. Great white shark leaps into Australia fisherman's boat. Oh, dude. Yeah. A great oh, white man. shark jumped inside a 73-year-old fisherman's boat, and he lived to tell a tale with a little more than a skinned arm. Terry Selwood was fishing in calm waters in the same spot he's been dropping a line for 50 years when the seven-foot-long, 440-pound shark leaped into his vessel on Saturday. I uh, just caught a blur coming in the corner of my eye. <laughs> And this thing hit me in the forearm, spun me around, and knocked me Coming off my feet. Like and then bitch. I accidentally shat in his mouth, yeah. and uh, he jumped right back into the ocean. He recounted scrambling it's to like safety. It's like when a bird poops on you, but it's a shark. <laughs> Whoa! He recounted, recounted scrambling to safety as a shark was thrashing around madly, as one would. Yeah. Um, when Selwood looked down, he said to himself, there's a shark in my boat. <laughs> Very astute observation. Yeah. There's a shark in my boat. Shark in, in my, my boat, boat. yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's good. Uh, anyway, in a phone interview Monday, he said he lost a bit of skin on his right forearm after the shark jumped in because their sharks are like uh, rough. Well, yeah, yeah. they're huge. The well, I know, but like 450 pounds. But like their skin, like their skin's really rough. This is just you, proof that like you should never go to Australia. Like there is not one uh-huh. goddamn thing, including half the people there, yeah. that don't want to actively kill you. And like they're yeah. just they're like jumping into boats with you now. He's, like I just can't imagine. I'm sure it's a lovely place and all, but I just cannot imagine. Yeah. Living there where uh-huh. everything wants to kill you. Kill you, poison you, eat you. Yeah. Or all three. Oh, yeah. Uh, he said the Coast Guard officers didn't believe his story until they saw it with their own eyes. Oh, my God, look at that. There's a shark in your boat, he quoted them as saying. <laughs> so. Sorry, that was me. What was that? It was a commercial on this. I, I, I every, thought of another. Every, every time. Week. They can't hear it. It's fine. Yeah. Well, I can though. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's, it's not very common for sharks to jump into boats. No, it's I wouldn't think it probably really. the first time that's happened. That's a big damn shark. I mean, look at that thing. Well, yeah, I mean, seven feet. That reminds me of another newsfeed piece that popped up about Australia. Um, so apparently, this kangaroo took on a um, a uh, the self driving car <laughs> and just uh, just you know sprung on top of the self driving car while it was moving and just kind of was it an Uber. Uh, I don't think so, um, but it but it uh, messed with the detection because um, it uses the ground as, yeah, as right. a reference point. So I'm kind of glad about that. Go kangaroo. How do we yeah. feel about uh, I don't know. No, I think it's a nope. horrible idea. Nope, no way. Like I mean, I, it's better than people texting and driving, which is happening 99 well, percent of the time. Right? Okay, fine. Except computers go bad. Yeah. Like so, what happens when the computer on one Take of those over. goes bad and it takes over and it will just hits the gas and won't stop hitting the gas? They'll need a technician. and We'll be there. Right. Right. Yeah. I. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we can't get to that till we, tomorrow. We fix enough blown <laughs> CPUs on espresso machines. I can't imagine just espresso machines. Yeah. Or a brewer. Yeah. So yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not I into think the self-driving it's a car thing. Terrible, terrible idea. Yeah. I don't think it'll ever take over completely. Yeah, I don't know. No, so you I don't. say that. I don't. <laughs> It's close. Go ahead with what you've got. Oh, do I have anything? I don't know. Do you? Yeah. Pro- oh, so we had a, uh, was it last week or the week before that we had uh, a 20 pound lobster story? Yeah. 
couple kind of weeks ago. another 20-pound lobster story. It's the same one? No, yeah. it's I not. Because I actually clicked on it because I was like, oh, I wonder if this is the same one. It'll be a follow-up. It wasn't. It wasn't being shit out by a shark. There's apparently a lot of uh, huge lobsters around. So uh, this guy, Christopher Stracuza, probably not how you say That's that. a mouthful. That's what she said. Uh, went to a seafood market in Connecticut. That's, that's too easy. I'm this like, guy's right from now. Savannah, Georgia. Okay. So he goes to, because apparently this guy has a lot of money. Okay. Um, you don't say. So he went to a lobster market and decided he wanted to fly a bunch of lobsters back to Savannah. Okay, so uh, where a was bunch he? Of, where he was, was in, in uh, Connecticut. Okay. Uh, which apparently there are better lobsters than Georgia lobsters, mm-hmm. it would seem. Um, so he bought uh, a 20-pound lobster. He named it Dinner. Get it? Mm. It's Dinner. He's, he's w- clever. He's clever. Wicked witty. Did you say glitter? I said clever. I think he said I didn't say glitter. I think he said glitter. Glitter. I think I said clitter. I think I went he with clitter. He named the lobster Glitter. <laughs> Uh, I wonder if it had crabs. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, Nothing I say now is going to top that. Um, It was a pink lobster. Anyway, yikes. (laughs) Only after it gets hot. All right. Um, He, uh, so... You have to keep it moist. He buys the... uh, Oh, shit. He buys the (laughs) the 20-pound lobster plus 20 more pounds of lobster. And he puts the 40 pounds of lobster in a cooler. So what he does is he puts the giant one on the bottom and then the other small lobsters go on top of that mm-hmm. so they don't crush. So the big one doesn't crush the small. Anyway, so I didn't know that you could fly a cooler of lobsters from Connecticut to Georgia, but he did. Yeah. yeah. So he gets back to Georgia and when he opens the cooler, the big lobster is on top. Of all the small lobsters. He ate the other ones. No, and the, but the whole thing was wrapped in TSA security, not what he had wrapped the cooler in. So they opened it. It said TSA. So they opened the cooler. Not only did they open the cooler, he finds out it went viral. Fucking TSA had the big lobster out and were taking pictures of it. Oh, neat. Here's the picture of the TSA agent holding massive said lobster. What a dick. Whoops. So Do people not understand how the internet works? No, they don't. Like, if you post something, it's going to be seen. We'll never like, figure out it was me. So that was $700 worth of seafood, by the way. And it's ruined. Uh, no, he was no. able to use it, uh, but he was insanely pissed. He ate glitter. He did. He ate glitter the lobster. He did. He ate that bad boy right up. <laughs> Took his time about it, too. Put a little, dipped in a little bit of butter. Mm. Pineapple. 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 Yes, indeed. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I love that that's an ongoing joke now. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, but he, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming, I mean, you would think the TSA, I mean, can they get in trouble for that? Yeah, you would think so. I, I mean, mean, you can check But the stuff, thing is, could like, the TSA just be like, oh, we had reason to believe it was something. Yeah, but you took a fucking picture with yeah, it. Yeah, I so. know, but. Well, that's what they, I know. I think they're. I don't think anything's going to come of this whatsoever. Probably not. Uh, but just thought it was interesting that we had another twenty-pound lobster in the mm-hmm. news. There's apparently more of those out there than you would think. Yeah, I would assume so. Ocean's, I mean, a, ocean's a big place. Twenty-pound lobster does classify as a weapon of mass dis- destruction. It does to your yeah. intestines. <laughs> I would think it would be. Actually, I don't know if you eat the whole yeah. thing at the same time <laughs> yeah. at once. Yeah, that's why I'm sick. <laughs> 
<laughs> because you ate Clitter the Lobster. Yep. <laughs> Never again. Just shut it down. That's Never be the again. Clitter the Lobster. Okay. Oh, um, <laughs> Wait, did you say never again? <laughs> I did. Okay, I thought so. All right. Um, contraceptive pill. Uh, contraceptive. Wait, have we exhausted all the clitter? Jokes yeah, I think that? we're yeah. good. Contraceptive pills and cleaning products that are flushed down the toilet are turning one in five male river fish transgender. Really? Yeah. So researchers study freshwater fish at 50 different sites across the UK. They found that 20% of male fish displayed both male and, fem- and fe- female traits. Um, symptoms included reduction in sperm as well as increased production of eggs. Um, Same. Other physiological changes that could harm breeding were also observed. Hmm. So, so what's causing it? Contraceptives and cleaning huh. products. And cleaning products? Yep. That's interesting. So this it's not Wait, normal so what's for getting, fish to how be much, transgender. What contraceptives uh, are being used? Because I know in some apparently not these fish. What birth control pills? Why are you flushing them down the toilet? Because I mean, it's better, like better than taking them. Am I right? <laughs> crazy wants a baby. Crazy wants a baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Never promise crazy, crazy a baby. baby. <laughs> what is that from? It's from Arrested Development. Development. Okay. <laughs> As I uh, handcuffs him to the bed in the hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people, when when like medicine expires, they flush it down the toilet, which is a really bad idea. Yes, it is. But people do that because huh. they don't know what to do with like expired drugs. Right. So, besides, take them all at the same time. Uh, Billy Billy Ray Cyrus uh, <laughs> reveals God. his new name change. He's just now going by Cyrus. I don't know. Sorry, we're listening. We're, we're speechless because we're listening to yet another ad that Michael know. can't seem to turn off. I don't off even know where computer. it's coming from. Um, but he's uh, going by Cyrus now. I couldn't give I, less of a shit. I don't have this. any comments about that. I, I, I always don't went care by Cyrus. Him. I begged Mercury Records to call me Cyrus in the beginning because that's what I was comfortable with. Cyrus Jones. And yet they went with Billy Ray Cyrus. 1810 to yep. 1913. I don't feel like Achy Breaky Heart would have been as big had he not been named Billy, Billy Ray. Ray Cyrus. Yeah. That's he said, yeah, that's true. He says, so I can be Billy Ray or I can be Billy Ray Cyrus. package of bullshit. Yeah. Or C, <laughs> Cyrus, yeah, or D. Sweet, that sweet, sweet mullet. Yeah. I don't give a shit, he said. Hmm. Yeah, Perfect. same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, you you give and a shit us and about uh, 100 million other people, I'm guessing. I did not know that guy was even still around. I thought he was just cashing. My, I dad. thought he was just cashing Miley's checks at this yeah. point. <laughs> uh, their other, his other yeah. daughter has a like a song. I don't know. Mm. Great. Noah, sure. maybe. What the, what the world needs is another Cyrus. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> what the world needs now. Man, my voice is still off. The, the world, the world could use a lot less Cyruses and Kardashians. Can we agree on that? Yeah. Okay. Especially Kardashians. I have less of a problem with the Cyruses than I do the Kardashians. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Russian five-year-olds <laughs> dig their way out of a <laughs> Russian man. Uh, Russian boy uh, dig their way out of a nursery uh, to buy a sports car. Huh. Two five-year-olds uh, use spades to dig their way out of kindergarten. Set on a mission to buy a Jaguar sports car. Wait. Wait. What are they, part of the mob? Apparently. <laughs> God. They disappeared from the Did you get this off the like the National Enquirer or something? It's from the Guardian. 
So, well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling bullshit on that. Um, I don't know. My uh, father-in-law, when he was 18 months old, no, like 15 months old, uh, dug through the bottom <gasps> of his crib to get out. Nice. Hmm. With his fingers. Dug hmm. through the bottom, through mattress, through the wood plating on the bottom, and got out. Is he Tim Robbins and Shawshank? He is, it, if you knew, you know my father. Well, I know your this father. This makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's pretty on brand for him. Yeah. The boys are gone for about a half an hour before they realized they were gone. Hmm. Did they get the sports car? It sounds, uh, sounds, I, like, I, it sounds I like a very Russian so. type daycare. Yeah, yeah, they were gone for like a half hour. We don't know where they were. Yeah. Oh, God. So I guess Ol- uh, Olga was too busy slamming vodka back to uh, a female driver noticed them and asked them where they were, what they were doing. And they told her that they had just come from kindergarten buying a car, bitch and to buy a Jaguar, but they didn't have the money. <laughs> Good Lord. Yep. Russia, man. <laughs> yeah. So, oh. all right. With that, um, we're going to go in, uh, uh, further out, further in, further out, further yep, in. Yeah. yeah. The usual. Anybody else is here. Michael's brain break. <laughs> we're going to go further out, further sound, in. It's the sound of glass shattering. <laughs> it just sounds like an egg cracking. It's like when you drop a pan on the floor and it kind of rolls around a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be talking to Alice Connor. You guys done yet? Okay. We're going to be talking to Alice Connor uh, on Twitter. She's Alice at Cooper. Alice Connor. Oh, I said we were supposed to get Alice Cooper on. Oh, that's oh, a big mis- She's going to be disappointed. That's a big misunderstanding. <laughs> yeah, it is. Feed my <laughs> Frankenstein. School's out for summer. <laughs> when we do the title, we need to put with Alice Cooper and do a strike through <laughs> on Cooper and put Connor. I don't think we can do that. Oh, that's too bad. Um, Anyway, Alice Connor's coming to the podcast. <laughs> back. We're, we're about to talk again. to her. Um, she's back. So she's at Pastor Alice um, on Twitter. Um, she also. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that, that needs to be the intro music whenever we have her on. <laughs> Check out her website, fierceasswomen.com. <laughs> Check out her book. Fierce. Yes, her book is her amazing. Her book is fucking awesome. If you haven't bought her book, Seriously, stop what you're doing and go buy her book. It is really, really good. Yes. <laughs> you gotta get to the chorus at least. Sing it, Michael. I don't even know this song. <laughs> Yo, what? Who is this? Tom Waits? <laughs> it's Alex and Chains. That's the drag! School's out for summer! You literally don't know that song. I've heard that song. Yeah. I was gonna say, come on, that song. Have you not ruled. seen Days and Confused? That song kicks. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but yeah, I do know that song. Um, anyway, Pastor Alice. Yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> Alice is on. Yeah, not Cooper. Yeah, not Alice Cooper. <laughs> the other Alice, the much better, the one with, that wrote a book called Fierce. Yes, the one with all of her brain intact. Yes, <laughs> the, the one that didn't do the one copious that amounts the one of that drugs. hasn't eaten like live bats on stage. Yeah, well, that, that was, was Ozzy. I think Alice has. Well, we, we're not sure. We'll have to ask her. <laughs> so. All right, here we go. Further up, further in. Let's do this. Hello, <laughs> Alice is on. Alice, are you there? I am here. Hi, guys. Hey, long time no talkie. Indeed. 
Um, Alice Cotter, not to be mistaken with Alice Cooper. Yeah. That is true. (laughs) How do you feel about Alice Cooper? Um, I don't actually know much about Alice Cooper. I didn't. He is he the one who used to bite the heads off chickens? <laughs> I, I think that was Ozzy, but we're, there's conjecture we're that he possibly sure that did he that as well. Did chickens. Too. I thought or... Alice Cooper did. I thought he did weird shit on yeah, stage. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, Have but ever... he's also but he's also like a devout Christian. Right now, really? now yeah. he is. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was. Yeah. Have you ever bit the head off of anything on stage? <laughs> Is that part, is that part of the lightning round? Are we doing our yes. lightning round early? <laughs> Alice, have you ever eaten a live animal? Yeah. I have not that I'm aware of. Well, how do you feel about school being out for the summer? <laughs> yeah. Bad. Because <laughs> it means my kids are around all the time. <laughs> Dude, we feel that pain. Yeah. No, my I, Lord. I love them. It is, yeah. <laughs> my wife looks like she just got off a World War World War II battlefield. Yeah. So and we there's still like a month left, so yeah, she's about yeah. to lose it. So, Alice, yeah, just, just for... We just shipped them out to the grandparents, so... Sorry, I didn't uh, mean to interrupt. No, no, no you're fine, you're fine. Um, uh, yeah, just, when in doubt, drop them off at the grandparents' for house. For real. Yeah. Um, just for our listeners, can you tell us, just remind us a little bit about kind of what you do for your job? Yeah. Who the hell is this lady? I <laughs> Who the am, hell are you? Uh, Who do you think you are? <laughs> At the University of Cincinnati, I work for the Lutheran Church and am an Episcopal priest. And uh, not that anyone cares that much about that stuff, but I think it's fun. And uh, so I hang out with uh, the youth of today, and they're pretty great. Uh, I feel like I every time I talk about when I do campus ministry, I feel like I have to like reassure all the older people in the room, like it's going to be fine. <laughs> Okay. There aren't that many old people listening to this. You're Not, fine. Yeah. <laughs> All three okay, well of then, them. Hello, millennials listening. I salute you. Uh, anyway, that's that's my job. Um, and uh, I also wrote a book, which is uh, how these guys know me, mm-hmm. um, called Fierce Women of the Bible, etc., etc., etc. It's good. Um, people should go buy it. It's very good. I love it. It is good. You should totally buy it. Episode uh, episode, episode fifty three is our interview with. Go with, uh, with Alice yes. about that. Yeah, go ahead and buy like five copies and pass them out. Yeah, yeah, you know, I do pass them out to your misogynistic asshole friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> many people have probably commented on my book trailer. So yes, there you go. Indeed. I just factually left a comment right before we called you. I would oh, good. Thank you. you. I would do that on yeah, the book so. trailer. Yeah, I assume it's a nice one. <laughs> yeah, there's some uh, there's some garbage comments on there. Not gonna lie. Yeah, uh, just um, a quick perusal. There's some really wait, terrible a people. Woman getting ethered online by asshole men. And guess what? Shock. It's mostly men. So yeah, shocker. Yeah. I will say, um, I don't delete most. I mean, mostly I leave comments up, yeah. like you know, in all their poorly edited, poorly thought out <laughs> glory. Because, uh, like with the algorithms, it makes the things more likely to be seen anyway, no matter what right. the comment is. Yeah. yeah. However. Uh, and I will say as well, like I am not one to self-censor a lot of swearing. I do at church and things, but like, <laughs> dude, call me uh, the word that begins with a C. Oh, yeah, like, neat. You know what? I don't need this in my life. <laughs> and I deleted that one. And he wow. was mansplaining to you. That one was, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, man. I mean, I think he was. I'm not it, entirely sure what he was doing. That's so weird. Uh, I'm looking at a comment right now, and I won't say the guy's name, who's uh, explaining what the Bible is to you, a priest. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because you never studied and, the Bible. And what it's, what you, it's about. You, a woman, yeah. have ne- obviously yeah. never studied the Bible. Yeah, I mean, it's, so many of them are like, now, like, literally, they're, I don't even know if they've even watched the whole trailer, right? I have no way of knowing that. But they're, yeah. ju- they're literally looking at an ad. Right. And saying, 
yeah. ways that I can be happier as a woman and how I can understand scripture better and how <laughs> yeah. I've got it all it's, wrong. It's, like, it's pretty fantastic. Yeah. And it's um, like, maybe if you read the book, possibly before I you feel judge like, it. I feel like they would probably hate that too. I feel like maybe there's a, there's a cliche that gets passed around something about books and covers judging <laughs> but if they read the book at least alice would get money for that it's very true yes, yes. once again buy five copies and give them to your ass even, even if even if you hate buy the book just at least alice gets money for yeah, it yeah there so. you go it is a really good book it's yeah. not like it's, yeah. yeah well i admitted i confessed alice that when we interviewed her i hadn't read it yet because we were doing like a we, thousand yeah interviews. we had about four books at the time yeah i know i, I self-busted so it's fine um it's fine. but I actually let one, one part of the comment. I want to talk about the book for a minute, just because I just read it. Yeah, um, why not? Um, I read it and I think it's great. It read yeah, so it I. read to me a lot like rabbinic midrash. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if that was your intention. It was. It was like the biblical text is generally when it comes to stories pretty sparse on details. Like there's just, sure. or if it is details, it's like these really odd random details. Right. But you you filled in emotion, you filled in story, you filled in. Um, uh, you know, th- thought patterns of what they may have been thinking at the time. I mean, you, you mm. filled in all the stuff and then the lessons, context. Yeah. You gave context yeah. to it, but yeah. it didn't, the book never read like a theology book. Yeah. Right. And it, it read like, it read like, like rabbinic midrash, but however deeply theological. Yes. Still. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that's accurate. I mean, it, I, I don't know that I like in the forefront of my brain, I was like, I'm going to do some rabbinic midrash, but uh, <laughs> though I did, though I'm familiar with the tradition and think it's fantastic. Yes, I think, right. I would say that probably informed, um, but just that I, I think that it's important to tell and retell stories right. um, and to constantly ask them questions. Um, I, was, I was just on um, the To Hell with the Hot Dish podcast, and we were talking about um, just this, just really focusing on this idea of saying, what else could I ask this text? What yep. what else yes. could be happening? Right. And, and not just scriptural texts, but you know, if we can expand it to the entire universe, like whatever it is that's in front of you, a relationship, a piece of art, doesn't matter. What is another way to look at this? I think it's a really important question for us to ask. Um, And we don't often do it. We just stick with what we think we know. So, and I think, I think that's a big part of the rabbinic midrash um, sort of tradition is to ask those questions. What's, it's, it's really what it's really interacting with the scriptures, like not just reading them, but actually it's wrestling interact, with it. Yeah, and, really and interacting playing with, with it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's yeah, kind of what yeah. you know the whole idea of uh, the seventy faces of Torah. Mm-hmm. Of you know, yeah. you turn the gym and you see a new angle. And, and you also have read Rob Bell's book. Yeah, well, yeah, I actually, <laughs> yeah, slightly. I actually started reading the book Seventy Faces of Torah years ago, and I got nice. about uh, fifty pages not, into it. And it was not like, light reading. My God. How many yeah. faces did you get through? <laughs> not <laughs> three and a half. Enough. Yeah. yeah, three and a half faces. <laughs> so, for any of our listeners that are into rabbinic midrash, uh, but want a more modern take on it, buy Fierce. Yeah, yeah. it will midrash your ash. Well, and, <laughs> It'll, somebody hashtag that. That's gotta be one of your hashtags. Yeah. Midrash or ash. I will say this and then we can talk about some other stuff. The, what, I, what I thought I liked the most about the book was your interpretations of the stories were not like run-of-the-mill interpretations. Like you can read a story and go, I think I know where she's going with this. And then mm-hmm. you went a totally different direction with it. I was like, oh, that was better. Yeah. That was better oh, than great. what I've heard. I mean, it and it was like every story was like still that. The, my favorite chapter was still the one on Asher. It kicked my ass. Yeah. Like, yeah. It kicked my uh, ash. It yeah. midrashed my ash, I guess, oh, to use gosh. a Michael uh, terminology. Midrash your Asherah. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm so amazed by how many people love that chapter, it given just, how much I struggled with it. But no, well, I think, but nobody—that's <laughs> why people love it. Nobody, I never it. Yeah, in, ever seen any read anything like that about Asher yeah. ever. It was just so cool. Like I remember reading it, going, "Huh." I think about 400 different times during that chapter. Yeah. So yeah, it was awesome. Anyway, yeah, go <laughs> buy, buy the damn book. <laughs> my bourbon just went down the wrong pipe. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's never good. Oh my goodness! We'll pause okay, while Alice no. chokes to death. It's fine. <laughs> Although, if you're going to choke to death, bourbon, I could think of worse ways to yeah, go. I guess. Really, yeah. If you're going to choke to death, do it on our podcast. <laughs> we, need the, we need the ratings. <laughs> oh, I was going to say that'll boost your ratings. Yeah. <laughs> now uh, there are two dozen people listening to us. <laughs> So uh, we wanted to have you on because well we wanted to have you on we wanted an again, excuse to have you yeah. on because we've been wanting to have you on for a while so we, we were literally <laughs> when I messaged you Fair we enough. were literally riding in a car to the three of us to a wedding in Indianapolis in a, just a monsoon downpour and oh my. we were like we were trying to think about what we were going to talk about this week and some because sometimes we have ideas sometimes we have to sort of think well what, what haven't we talked about yet and we're like we haven't talked mm-hmm. about prayer and we wanted who can we have on about prayer and it's like. We need Alice. Yeah. We need to have oh. Alice back on. It's been she's a while. She's fun. She's smart. <laughs> yes. And I will uh, totally give you all the answers. And you're well, yes. you're a priest, so you freaking should. So you're legit. I don't have the answers. <laughs> <laughs> she has the Spoilers. robes and everything. Well, it's been good having you on, Alice. Thank you. <laughs> so, it's been great chatting with you guys. <laughs> so we just wanted to talk about prayer in general and just especially with a lot so many people in the pub who are, you know, mid deconstruction. Pre-deconstruction, mm-hmm. post-deconstruction, whatever, yeah, mid-reconstruction, whatever, mm-hmm. wherever they are, prayer. And I know for all three of us, especially because we've talked about this, prayer. I have no, we have no idea what to do with it anymore. Like, you know, Brad uses, a, you know, you have the prayer, um, the prayer. I have an Orthodox or, prayer. Yeah, right? I mean, I have one too. And so you pray the Jesus prayer, you, you know, pray a mantra or something like that. And I just have my folded hands. That's what I. <laughs> that's what I used for prayer. That's great. That's great. Very important contribution. Thanks for the contribution. Um, but so we, but we don't, you know, we, you know, we all grew up and I think a lot of our listeners grew up and, you know, when you needed something, you prayed for it and God sure. either gave it to you, didn't give it to you because you did, it wasn't the time or just said no. Like that was, those are the three possible answers, which actually is all possible answers to anything. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that's one of the few things left that we've not really reconstructed into any kind of, um, semblance yeah. of, of of something that would resemble an active prayer life um and so we're just we'll just put that to you what the hell do you do with prayer <laughs> okay so i was thinking about this uh because of course you you shared with me that that's what you wanted to talk yeah. about um and so i've been thinking about how i would address it and honestly i have some questions to okay. start with um yeah. so like um this I, is I, our podcast Al, we're asking the questions here <laughs> yeah false <laughs> Sit down. Uh, I, do whiskey. I feel like uh, it's helpful in lots of situations to make sure that we're all talking about the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like sort of that define your terms kind of situation. Um, like I think I know what you mean. and I think I right. know what other people mean when they say deconstructing faith or reconstructing faith. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I'm noticing that it's a word that has come up at least in my world semi recently. But the concept, again, what I think I understand it means to you, <laughs> uh, I, I, I want to know what you, I want to know what you mean by that. What, what for you guys means you're, you're de- you have been sort of actively deconstructing your faith and what does it mean to reconstruct? Like, what does that look like to you? Okay. For me, I think, uh, this is Brad, by the way, for those <laughs> listeners that can't tell the difference. Um, Hello. 
um, I think the way I've thought about it in my own life is for the last, gosh, 15 years, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. there was a process of, let's say I had a house, uh, a house that I had built of my faith, or that's, maybe I could even say that somebody else built for me. You know, mm-hmm. it's built of certainties, it's built of these principles, these, you know, whatever. Um, and for about, for a lot of years, I've been basically tearing that to the ground, um, mm-hmm. piece, piece mm-hmm. by piece, brick by brick. Uh, because it just didn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, reconstruction is taking all of those pieces and building something else back in its, building it back mm-hmm. up with something that makes sense. Yeah. I would say for me, it's taking that faith of my childhood, taking each and every aspect of it and holding it up to the light and seeing what is this? What is it? Does it work? How does yeah. it work? Is it something beneficial or is it something that should be tossed? Right. Keep it or leave it. Yeah. 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 It. And I would say, you know, to sort of use Brad's analogy, I know Pete Holmes used this analogy. And you basically, you know, I basically moved out all of the my theological furniture <laughs> um, mm. from the house and mm-hmm. left it empty for a little bit and tried to figure out what looked good where and what worked in the house. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, maybe I did some repainting on the walls or whatever, but like, like the structure I think for me was always there and I like the base structure, but I think that the details were a lot different. Um, and so I bought new furniture and moved different, you know, move things back mm-hmm. in and, you know, maybe cover them up with a, you know, that, that analogy is wearing thin, but um, <laughs> they always do. They always do. Yeah. Got yourself kind of, a nice area rug. Yeah. yeah right. It really tied, ties, tied, the room ties the room together. together. <laughs> together yeah. um, I walked right into that one. Yeah. <laughs> because, because that guy peed on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Donnie, please. But another, and I think Richard Rohr's, you know, his book Falling Upward, I think is pretty instructive. I think essentially what all of us were doing, and this would be my generic description of, of deconstruction, reconstruction, is moving from the first half of life of the certainty and the borders and the boundaries into the second half of life, mm. um, which is more about freedom and grace and openness and, um, you know what I'm saying? In- I mean, inclusivity, yeah. inclusivity and, um, that that for me is when I read that book was pretty instructive. That's kind of where well, I know, am Roar, now. Roar talks about you know with in the second half of life, the point is to you know you have your past, but you, you trans transcend it and include it. So you don't mm-hmm. like deny that any of your past was there. That right, and, but you transcend it. You stand above it. You rise above it. But then you also include that as part of your story of, okay. of who you are. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. You're not rejecting right what was there before. Yep. Right. And just in, you're rejecting it in one way, but in other ways, you're like this. This was who. This is where I came from. Yes, yes absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so uh, what is, this is reminding me of a little bit, just to reflect back to you, is um, the, the problems that I had with reading uh, John Shelby Spong um, mm-hmm. as a theologian. He was an Episcopal bishop who yeah, right. um, I really enjoy, but who, and I've I've met him in person. He's a lovely guy. Um, just his writing was only the deconstruction. Mm, yeah. Um, I, I would, I think at the time I talked about it as, as uh, kind of tearing things down, mm-hmm. which needed to be done. Um, but he didn't build it back up again. Right. Uh, and maybe he thought he was, but I when reading those books. It just didn't, it felt like it was just a tearing things down and there was nothing in its place. Yeah. Whereas, um, reading Marcus Borg, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's really good at kind of pulling things apart and then putting them back together again right. in a new yes. shape. He was big for us in the early, yeah, early days of our deconstruction. Yeah, oh my gosh, so fantastic! Like yeah. Such a good writer, really, 
really, I mean, gosh, so smart. Um, yeah, everybody should so read The Heart of Christianity. Yeah, that book blew my mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't yeah. read that one. I, I did oh. um, reading the Bible again for the first time and meeting yep. Jesus for the first time. Those mm-hmm. are both really good ones. Uh, really, just read any Marcus Borg. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and sort of related to that, I remember hearing him say, and I think he wrote about this as well. Um, he talked about a pre-critical, critical, and post-critical faith sure. um, that uh, actually, interestingly, is uh, charmingly represented in the Lego Movie with the song "Everything Is Awesome." <laughs> <laughs> so you really do work with millennials, don't you? <laughs> and children. Uh, <laughs> Listen, if you haven't seen the Lego movie, now is a good time to pause so you don't have any spoilers. Go watch it and then come back, okay? Yeah. We'll wait. Spoiler alert. Spoiler okay. alert. So anyway, uh, at the beginning of the movie, uh, whatever the, the main character, I can't remember his name, but it doesn't matter. The, the main character is singing that everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. It's like this fun and peppy and goofy song. And at first you're like, yeah, this is really fun. This is super great. Yay. And then the sort of the middle of the there, there comes a point where he realizes oh wait everything is not awesome yeah actually i'm not part of a team this is this is bad like this song the song becomes kind of a like a joke like a like a tease isn't quite the right word but um it's almost as though the song makes fun of him right. because he used to be like this and he's going through this kind of space of doubt and like i am not supposed to be here i don't know where i'm supposed to be i'm not what, sure what i'm supposed to be doing i am not who you think i am this, this whole kind of period of crisis. Um, and by the end of the movie, um, he sort of comes into his own and, and it comes, the, the movie, the song kind of comes full circle and you're like, no, everything is awesome. <laughs> it is cool when you're part of a team. Yes, it is. And it's not, and, it, and it's, it's made more powerful because he went through that space yeah. than just the super simple, um, surface treatment that it was at the beginning of the movie. So, and that's, that is pre-critical, critical and post-critical in mm-hmm. a nutshell Yeah, that, that we start out as children, um, kind of in this, like just a naturally kind of literalist space, right? It's a story yeah. and the story yeah. is great and like it's totally happened and whatever. And, and it's fine. Like there's, there's no issue with that. Um, and at some point in our lives, we come up against historical critical method. We come up against, having these questions that just arise from ourselves. Like what, what does this really mean? What am I supposed to do with this? And both, both the pre-critical and the critical phase you can get stuck in. Yep. Yep. Um, and just like any kind of process anybody wants to describe, whether it's like recovery or whatever, it's, it's not a, a straightforward, like a straight line, right? Right. <laughs> right, right, right. We dip in and out of these things, but that, that sort of the, the innocent space of just, yeah, the stories are so great. Um, Sometimes we we come up against again historical critical method or our own doubts and we we push back immediately and say nope I'm not doing that not yep. doing that and we stay in the literal space as adults. Um, yeah, it's actually. It uh, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say it can be comforting, and there can be a, there can definitely be a certain joy in that, right? Like I, I don't want to take that away from people, um, but it's very simple. It it doesn't allow it doesn't take the text seriously. Right. Right. And then the critical phase, you can also get stuck there as well, where you just stay there and go like, yeah, none of this is real. This is all, it's all bullshit. bullshit. Yep. Right. Um, and so, and, and, and again, this is not like, I have a lot of students over the years who are atheists, who are agnostic. Um, I think anybody who says they're not agnostic is lying to themselves, but that's a whole other story. Um, like we just don't, there's so much we just don't. Anyway. But the point is that you can get stuck in that space too, sort of the rejection of the thing. And, and you know, he's 
big on the bestseller list right now, so I'll bring him up. Rob Bell talks about how both biblical literalism but also sort of extreme atheism are basically two sides of the same coin. Right. That they're both really certain of rejecting something. Yep. Um, and then Marcus Borg says you get to this post-critical space where it kind of engages both of those things. You you can you don't reject the critical mind. We have that, but we also recognize that there are things that the critical mind can't evaluate, right. can't respond to things like love and freedom. Like you, you can't logic your way into that. Yep. It just is, and it's and it's mysterious, and it's and it's not just love. It's it's way more. It's mysterious, and so there's something more than our critical minds, and it taps into that kind of innocent joy and excitement. Yes. Um, so, now that I've explained Marcus Borg. No, that's good. That's, uh, <laughs> it, it reminds me, what you're talking about it reminds me exactly, uh, not to go all man crush on Richard Rohr again, but he, he calls it the uh, pre-rational, yeah, pre-rational, rational, and trans-rational. Yeah, it's the exact same thing that you just described. Yeah. 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 Yeah, And I'm I'm sure that probably our Eastern brothers and sisters are rolling their eyes and going, guys, we've had this for thousands of years. (laughs) Uh, You dumbasses are way behind. Yeah. It's kind of a non-dual way of looking at at faith and faith development and all that stuff. Right. Um, Okay. So, so thank you. That, that was helpful for me to reflect that back to you and to hear your experience of it. Um, Prayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about it a lot. Let me let me preface this a little bit. Um, I was the one that brought this topic up because I've been thinking about this a lot. Because this is I, Brad, Brad, by the way, for our listeners, it is um, at, at Polyname Brad on Twitter. <laughs> but I'm not on Twitter, so don't worry about it. He'll, he'll get back on eventually. No, no I won't. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I've been thinking about it because this is one. One of the big areas that, as I've been reconstructing, that I have yet to really figure out how to build anything up that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it used to be I was raised with the typical slot machine idea of God where right. I needed something, I wanted something, I prayed, and if I prayed hard enough, I put in enough change, whatever. Yeah, out, enough, yeah faith is a mustard seed. Right, out pops, out pops whatever it was that I needed, whether it's, you know, wisdom or a new car or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? So... <laughs> Um, recently, like I, I acknowledge that I think that that's bullshit. Like that's to me, like that's kind of where I'm at that I'm like, I don't know if that that's really how God works. And that's really how, what prayer Mm -hmm. is even for what it was ever for. That was Um, literally what I was just going to ask you is what do you think prayer is for? Well, and that's what I'm trying to figure out. That's why we have you on Alice. (laughs) Um, You're you're supposed to be telling us the answer. Alice. Um, But, you know, it's funny because, you know, the last time Alice is on our podcast, I've been I've been for not giving us answers. (laughs) It seems to me like it's supposed to be more about centering and finding uh, some sort of connection with the divine, whatever that looks like. Um, So that's why I've really I've been periodically trying. I've been trying to be more disciplined about praying. I've got an orthodox prayer rope that I keep in my car um, that I will pray around once or twice while I'm on the road. Um, as a way to center myself, uh, kind of get my get out of my own head and focus on something bigger than myself. However, what's interesting is even though I don't think that that's how God works anymore, as far as like I need this thing and when I pray, God will do it, um, or you hope God will do it, right? Whatever. Yeah, I still find myself periodically 
praying those kinds of prayers. And then in the middle of it, I'm going, I think this is bullshit. <laughs> so like, I just don't, I mean, is it, is it bullshit or am I off on that? That, I guess that's a question you could start with. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's bullshit, but maybe that's obvious. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> I would say that's that. fine. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to look something up right as we're talking about this, uh, because let's see, I put it under weddings, I think, cause I use this when I do <laughs> premarital stuff. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, okay. So, so I do think that it's useful. Um, and I do think that there's a difference. You didn't say this, but I, I think that there's a difference between, uh, meditation and prayer. I think that they're very similar. Like the Venn diagram of those two things, okay. they overlap a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it would, it would seem to me, and, and I, I know I've kind of passed this off several times, but I want to be clear that I am not an expert on prayer. My sure. prayer life sucks. Right. Sure, um, sure. It's really not great. Mostly because I don't want to get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I've tried it other times of the day, it just has not ever stayed. Um, it would seem to me that the difference between prayer and meditation is sort of a, a who that you are connecting with. Okay. Um, now I don't, again, I don't, I don't know if that's entirely accurate. I would be willing to bet that there are folks out there who are listening to this or others who, Oh gosh, I hope you're not hearing that. Did you hear my computer tell me something? No, 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 you're fine. (laughs) (laughs) We were in a tense moment there Uh and my computer decided to talk to me. Uh, it's fine. Um, there are probably other people out there who would say, no, in fact, meditation can be in a space of sort of, you know, sort of commuting with or speaking to a who, like the divine as a, right. a being. Um, but it strikes me that that, at least on the surface, is, is the distinction that prayer is, is a form of meditation that is directed at uh, a being, right? Okay, yeah, sure. Um, right. It's, yeah. Not, it's, not just, it's not just communing with oneself or being yeah, present right, right. to creation. Um, though that itself can be complexified because um, there's a lot of us for whom the experience of God is the experience of creation. That is not like, you know, trees are so pretty, so I'm going to worship a tree. Yeah. Okay. Trees are pretty, but that, <laughs> that like God's presence in the world isn't isolated to specific places or times, but that, that the entire world, that the entire world exists is God. Right. So <sighs> getting into sort of, odd space here, right? Like, I think, I think one of the questions I'm trying to get to is, um, not just what is prayer for, but, but like, is there a who somehow, even if that who is in your heart and mind fairly diffuse or, uh, very much not, uh, stuck in the person of an old man in the sky, um, does that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah, it does, and I think it's weird because I think it's interesting because I, th- I feel like like anymore my idea of God is sort of along what Tillich talked about with you know the ground of being, not necessarily yeah, a, yeah. a physical being like we would think of being, but more of just this energy that's undergirding the entirety of creation, yeah. and that that seems to affect everything that I think except for prayer, and I almost always default right, back right. to to being. <laughs> To praying to someone, and yeah. that's probably just thirty some years of conditioning. And well, but, but but why is that? I mean, I guess I, I guess I want to push you a little mm. bit and say, like, um, not 
not that you have to think about this in a different way, but but if you if you are sort of praying to or, or attempting to commune with this idea of being, I'm I'm imagining that capitalized. Yeah. Um, how is that not prayer, or how is that not God somehow? Or is it just that we we all are kind of stuck in this old bearded man in the sky idea of God? Is that that is even though we're trying to push past that, it's still very almost physically viscerally present to us, and we're stuck with that. So any other idea is seems wrong or inappropriate, or so is it, is it sort of what you're. So what you, are you really? Are you definitely? Sorry, no, are you definitely ahead. in a place where, uh, like the idea of existence that you are communing with isn't uh isn't a being that knows you back. Does that make sense? Yeah. I just don't know how to answer that. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I, I, I think that maybe the question is however you are currently defining the divine and, and recognizing that we can't define the divine, but right. in the way that you are currently experiencing the divine, um, is the divine experiencing you back? Uh, oh, right. Uh, that's actually kind of what I was going to I think I think what I've been struggling with is does, you know, does my prayer move the needle at all? You know what I mean? Like as far as um, the will of God. Yeah. As far like right. if I pray for something, is it actually going to happen? Does it. Right. All right. You know, we had we had somebody recently is like can you pray i'm getting married this weekend and it's supposed to rain can you pray that it doesn't rain i'm like like Ugh, I, yeah yeah so like god <laughs> yeah so you see what my struggle is my struggle is i'm yeah. like i don't think that god does that but then, like, but then again i've seen yeah. things like i've seen situations where people have prayed for something very specific and that very thing happened now yeah. is that god intervening or is that mm, right, right you kind right. of get into like a total coincidence sort of thing where yeah. what i struggle with is the lord's prayer it literally says, um, it, it's, it's talks about giving me things, you know, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. you know, give us this they day, are, they our bread. daily bread. Yeah. So, yeah. but it's um, essentially don't right. let is me die. Is that a command or is, is that a command or is that aspirational? I don't right? know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of another example, but I can't think of one right now. So sorry about how this is going to be a downer. Um, I just, <laughs> Uh, fairly recently came back from, from a pilgrimage to Europe, uh, wherein some of my students and I went to the Dachau concentration camp, um, which was just as horrible yeah, and, right. um, transformative as you would expect. Um, and the part of it's vast and complex and I won't go into all of it, but there's a, there's a, one of the memorials they have, uh, at the end of it, there's a big sign in three languages that says never again. Hmm. And like that's beautiful and you're like yes and you're also like fuck yeah. no because it's not true it's right. a lie just like on the gates when you walk in where it says work will make you free like that's a lie yeah. yeah that is not what the camp was for and and even that beautiful memorial so so that space i was in i was I, that was the first point at which i started crying because a, in that moment, and even still right now, you know, men in Chechnya are being imprisoned yeah. because they're gay or because people think they're gay. Like, we have not stopped doing this. Yeah. The never again is a lie. And also, it's aspirational. It's a way of saying, like, this is what we want. This is what we're going right. to work for, is that this will not happen again. Um, 
Yeah. So see, see, I would buy, I would buy prayer being that like that. Yeah. That's about the best, that's about the best definition I can probably think of. For well, prayer. And, yeah. And I, I guess I want to, I want to say something about the Lord's prayer as well. Um, a few years ago, I can't remember how this came up. I don't remember if this was in the, the 3DM discipleship curriculum or something else. I don't remember. Um, it, it, I, I heard that um, when when the disciples asked Jesus, teach us to pray, and he gives them what we now know as the Lord's Prayer. Um, obviously, we've understood that over 2,000 years as uh, pray these words. Right. Here, Here is a written prayer for you to memorize right. and to hold in your heart. And there's nothing wrong with that. It is, I'm Episcopalian. Written prayers are what we're about. <laughs> <laughs> and and more, more than that, like, like the... the um, deeply held by heart kind of prayers. These are the things that, that we hold on to past when we can hold on to anything else. Um, you know, Alzheimer's patients can remember the Lord's prayer and things yeah. like that. So like these, the words themselves are not bad. I don't want anybody to hear me saying sure, that. Yeah. However, it's also possible to consider those words as, um, almost categories of prayer. Um, so teach us to pray. And Jesus says, all right, well, so our, our heavenly father, hallowed, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. So this is sort of about God, right? So, right. so part of prayer could be like, at least at the very least reminding ourselves how we understand God, how we experience God's both transcendence and eminence, et cetera. Right. Like whatever, wherever you are in your particular moment, like, yeah. Okay. God is being, yeah. That's, that's, wow. Good work. That's, that's good stuff. <laughs> it doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't even have to be verbal, right? I'm saying this out loud because it's an audio medium. So like if I just sat here and thought it, it would not be very interesting. <laughs> um, it's not even words in your head, right? It's just sort of like dwelling in that. This is, this is my experience of the divine. This is how I understand this overpowering thing, right? That's the beginning of the Lord's prayer. Right. Um, the kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. So that's, that's also sort of aspirational, right? Like, I and we have this sense of right. yes. how things could be, um, how how we understand kindness could exist in this world. So may that happen, right? Like a a, 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 right. a longing for that, right? Even literally, just even feeling that longing. Yeah, not to be words, just feeling. Right. Um, give us today our daily bread, right? That's that's like what what is it that you might be asking yourself? Like what is it that feeds me? literally bread. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're on a carb-free diet. <laughs> um, okay. That, you know, thank you God for this. I hope may, may this continue. May I can do, but also like what else feeds me? What else feeds us right. as a community? Not just me individually. Right. You see where I'm going with this, right? right. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Is not necessarily just the words that are on the page but they can open up a much deeper space of contemplation. Right. Yeah. It kind of, that kind of leads into kind of what I was thinking about today. I was, I had a nice long drive and I'm going to have a nice long drive again tomorrow. <laughs> sure. Um, but, uh, I was, I was thinking about, I was like, so prayer, it seems to me, I was thinking about, you know, Paul, when Paul says pray without ceasing. And I remember for <laughs> years I was right. like, you know, as a, as a good old, good old pastor boy going, man, you know, I'll just need to pray more. And I can get to the point where I'm praying, you know, without ceasing. And I remember, like, it's fucking impossible. Like, if yeah. you just see God, if you just see prayer as like um, words, 
it's just words. words. Yeah, you're fucked. Because yeah. there's, I mean, yeah. that yeah. is, it, it is yeah. a literal impossibility to pray without ceasing. If that's what mm-hmm. it is, I have and no so, problem doing it. What's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> My life is a prayer. And Michael woke up from his nap <laughs> for that important contribution. <laughs> you go back to sleep now, buddy. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking. So it, I, th- this is the best definition for me prayer of prayer that I could come up with is prayers about being plugged in. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what you're saying. Like, if you look at the Lord's prayer, I think that's a prayer about being plugged in because you, yeah. you're plugged in, in the sense that you go like, I'm grateful for everything I have, whatever, like whatever has provided that the universe, the divine God, right. whatever I have this stuff. And I am grateful. It, what right, I have right. is what I have is enough. And help um, me keep help me keep doing these good things. Help me forgive other people. Right, 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 right. right. Help, and that's well. And that's what I was going to say. Help them forgive me for the things that I screw up with. Right. right. Is the second the second part of that is about being plugged into the, into. Okay, I'm grateful. I have the divine has given me this. I have these things because of the divine. Whatever I have, what I need. There's nothing lacking. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, may I go out and and sort of take this energy that I'm plugged into and give that to others. Yeah. And so really right. the whole prayer is about being plugged in and, and to pray without ceasing. I think Paul, what Paul was getting at is to be, compl- is to be present at all times in the moment. Yeah. That whatever, well, it is. whatever moment this is, whatever's happening, good or bad, I'm plugged into this moment. I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm here um, mm-hmm. because we live 99.9% of our lives completely unplugged from that reality. Totally. I mean, most of us, I yeah. mean, I, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I think there are rare exceptions. My my goal, and I think this is what a thing like a prayer rope does, is if for if for nothing else, for fifteen minutes or whatever that it takes me to get around that hundred <laughs> knots of a rope, it brings you back. I it brings me back, mm-hmm. and I'm yeah. plugged in to whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I think that's that's exactly what my Enneagram mentor would say is that that um, all of us, whatever our personality type, whatever our faith, doesn't really matter. We are all running. Um, on autopilot where we're asleep. Um, and to the extent that we can wake up even for a second, um, that that's a beautiful thing. And that, that waking up is awareness essentially, right? Being aware of ourselves, being aware of others. Um, now I will say, yes, that I think you're absolutely right. That is also really difficult. Oh, oh, (laughs) totally. Being present is really hard. And this, I, I mentioned this before and I want to circle, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) circle back to this. Um, I was trying to find this in my premarital counseling stuff. Um, I have this uh, short excerpt from Kathleen Norris's book, The Quotidian Mysteries, which I think I reference in the back of Fierce. I don't remember, but it doesn't matter at all. Uh, literally everyone who's out there, the next book you read should be something by Kathleen Norris. She's amazing. Uh, <laughs> after, the after, they, after they read Fierce, of course. Yeah. After they read uh, Quotidian Mysteries is super short. Is that, it's like a is that Chuck's of- sister? Ha! <laughs> If only I doubt it. Don't 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 encourage him. Let me just say that would be so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> My mind would be so blown. Um, she's she's like the Chuck Norris of spirituality. Let's put it that way. Nice. Um, so 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 let me read you really briefly here. Um, she says, uh, ironically, it seems that is it is by the means of seemingly perfunctory daily rituals and routines that we enhance the personal relationships that nourish and sustain us. 
So she read the study um, about uh, monitoring the habits of married couples in order to determine what made for good marriages. The researchers found that only one activity seemed to make a consistent difference in terms of the ability to maintain a stable, happy, long-lasting relationship, and that was simple affection, the embracing or kissing of one's spouse at the beginning and end of each day. And most significantly, the author of this article writes, it doesn't matter whether or not in that moment the partners were fully engaged huh. or even sincere. Just a perfunctory peck on the cheek seemed to be enough, enough to make a difference in the quality of the relationship. Interesting. And then later he says, whatever you do repeatedly has the power to shape you, to make you over into a different person, even if you're not totally engaged in every minute. So that's, again, a quote from Quotidian Mysteries by Kathleen Norris. Right. Um, so, and I give that to couples when I'm doing counseling with them, premarital counseling all the time, because like this is super important. It's, it is both important for us to work on presence to ourselves and to others. It's so important to work on that sense of, of sort of showing up. Um, to our prayer, to ourselves, whatever. But also, even if you're not totally present every time, and when I say if, even when we are not totally present every time, um, being in that, like choosing to, to set up that routine, whatever it is, will shape you. Um, I think about, my husband is a writer as well, um, and he's done a lot of... <clears throat> obviously a lot of writing, but also a lot of reading about the, the craft of writing. And so much of what they say when you're a writer is you need to write every day. Yeah. And it doesn't matter yeah. if what you write every day is shit. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Most of it will be shit. But what you're doing is you're practicing. You are um, exercising your brain muscle, I guess, or your hand muscle. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. You're exercising the muscles that allow you to be present for when the good thing comes. When it comes to you, you will be ready. Right. You will be in that space. Um and so I, I, I say all this, this is a lot of stuff. I say all this to say, um, I, I'm not necessarily encouraging you and your listeners just to just keep plugging on and keep doing that prayer because it'll be great one day. Um, <laughs> maybe it won't, right? I mean, yeah. depending on what your life is like, it, maybe it won't be. And I, and I don't know that I have a lot of wisdom for that. Um, but if you are in a space in your life where you can, um, it might be worth setting up whatever practice works for you that you will do um, so that the days that sort of the inspiration comes and the, and the feeling of being present comes um, you, you have practiced to know what to do with it. Right. Here I'm really here now. Excellent. Yeah. You know? So does, does that make sense? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's about it's about being present, and it's about practicing being present. Practicing it, even if practicing the presence, right? You're Pres not really <laughs> even no, if it think, even when I, even when it doesn't accomplish shit, it's still yeah. worth doing that thing. Yeah. That there's that, well, and especially, I mean, I know you know with the Episcopal Church and the Lutheran Church, like they're very big on liturgy, and that's why you do liturgy. Yeah. I mean, right? You just keep exactly. doing the thing, and eventually, people will connect. You may connect one week, you may not connect yeah. the next week. I mean. You know, but I will you say keep doing it and doing it and doing now, it. Yeah, we're exactly working in a Lutheran church now. As much as I love them and any Lutheran friends who are listening, you're super great. Keep it up. Good work. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely an Episcopalian. Like I really right. miss the Episcopal church. And it's really interesting to me to go to an Episcopal service when I can here and there. And the colic for purity gets read. And suddenly I'm like, I'm just literally suddenly in a deeper place. Yeah. Because I had that my whole life. 
Um, and it doesn't mean that I have to agree to every proposition and every prayer. It doesn't mean that, that my brain has to be, um, entirely engaged with all of the, the doctrine that's being spoken because all that stuff is really just tools to put us into this deeper space where God is holding us already. Right. Right. Um, so I, okay. So (laughs) our, our, um, boss is a wonderful (laughs) Christian man. Um, he's a Jewish carpenter. Hilarious. Rim shot. She wasn't a Christian. Oh, <laughs> uh, how do you know? He seems super Christian to me. <laughs> uh, I mean, his last name was Christ, for God's sake. It just built into his name. I know. Middle, um, middle initial H. Obviously. Yes, Jesus Harvey Christ. <laughs> um, so... He's a he's a wonderful guy. In in his mind, our business has been built by God. Okay, so we fix coffee equipment. So like if like like just right there, you like you can look at that on the surface and go, come on, like you're not saving the world here. You're all you're doing is helping to like give people a legal drug. Um, right. <laughs> so, but here's the thing. So like he prays every day when we go out to work he prays God for God to order our steps, which means that let it work out to where we all get enough work that we, that stuff comes in, that we're able to do the jobs, whatever. And so like at the end of the day though, like I remember thinking like, yeah, okay. So like I get that. However, you're basically praying for God to break machines. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's where like after deconstruction, I go, man, I just, I don't, know that I can get on board with that. However, the yeah. thing that's crazy is you can't deny that sometimes that shit does that happen. The business has grown. Yeah. Like he's even had people go, okay, so you know, a lot of, we, we cover the entire state of Indiana and then some of Illinois, except and some for the of Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville area. Um, uh-huh. And so we cover a huge area and it's amazing how many times that like we get um, like multiple calls in certain areas. So when that happens, we make more money like as a company. Yeah. Yeah. And he's even had people in the, the contract, the, the contracting company that does the service calls or whatever have even gone like, yeah, it's weird. Like it doesn't happen with other companies. I don't know how that works for you guys. So like you see, you can sit and scoff and go, it's bullshit. But then like it's, it somehow has worked. So I don't, I still think that's bullshit. I, 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 do I, I too. still think that's, that is human beings are like one of the things that defines us is finding patterns. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, right. so, and, and we will do that. There's so much research that's been done on this. Like we will do that in the face of all kinds of ridiculous proof to the contrary. Right. And I don't mean like proof that God doesn't exist. I mean, just like literally anything like here are 17 facts that disprove the fact that the world yes. is flat. No, the world's flat. Right, like, that's, right. just, that's just what we do. Yeah. That's literally what we do. And so it doesn't really, there are staggering coincidences that happen in the world. Yes. And, and I'm not saying that God doesn't do things. This is, this is <laughs> a real struggle. Here's, why, here's right? the thing. Here's yeah, why it's, a, I it's think, the same struggle here's we why, have. Here, well, I, I struggle with it to a point, but another point I don't. Because the reason our business has grown is because we actually work with integrity and we do good work. And that gets right. noticed it's, it's and that, that gets noticed and that has, machines. yes, it's, exactly. It's people are calling you. Yeah. Right. Um, 
And so, but I, here's here's what I'm getting here's what I'm getting at for a question: Does it matter if he prays that or not, even if it's bullshit? Right. Like, is um, the is the point the fact that he's taking the time to connect to the divine in right. whatever way that he's capable of connecting with the divine right now? Yeah. No, I I think that's important. I really do. Um, I I don't I personally do not think that God is a machine. Right. Nor do I think God is a vengeful God in the way that. God has spoken of in the Hebrew scriptures a lot, but, yeah. but that, that there, there, there's a, um, sort of Christian theater troupe in town who are amazing, uh, in Cincinnati, uh, friends of the groom. You should totally hire them in all your churches, pastors. <laughs> uh, anyway, they're great. Um, they're, they're funny and they're, um, they, they, they don't take it super seriously, but they also take it seriously. Like it's kind of a nice mix. Anyway, um, they have a they have a script of uh, old um, shtick that they do on the Lord's Prayer where God answers, like somebody's praying and then God like responds mm-hmm. to the person, um, and it's, so it's kind of goofy, but it's also like it's 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 deadly serious. It's beautiful stuff because like one of the things near the end is God like I can't remember exactly what the person says, but something like um, oh, so you, you like want me to talk to you? And God's like, would that be so bad? And just like again, in, a, in a purely simple way, right? Like even if we're literally just talking about like verbal um, vetting machine kind of prayers, yes. God does want us to talk to God, right? Yeah. Like we're, we're like I'm 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 thinking as well about the the story about the road to Emmaus and um, the disciples, the two disciples after the <clears throat> excuse me the death of one, well, and they don't know yet, but the resurrection of Jesus. Uh, and they're walking down the road and Jesus shows up and of course they don't recognize him. And Jesus says, Hey, what's up? Why are you so sad? And they're like, don't you know? And Jesus like, it's lovely dramatic irony. Cause like, we know that he knows, right, he right. Was, but they don't know that. And Jesus says, no, why don't you tell me? Right. And like, this is a whole other style of prayer. Sort of one of the various forms of Ignatian prayer, which is like the assumption that God already knows right. what you need and what you want and what has happened to you today? But God is saying, "Yeah, tell me about it. What yeah, what right. happened today? How's it going?" And so then you kind of go through it, you know, and and kind of stew on it, even if you need to, right? Like I just can't believe she said that. I'm so pissed off. Ah! Um, and then eventually come to a place where you can say, "All right, well, what do I do with this?" And then hopefully after that, you come to a place of listening, of all right, well. What's up, dude? What are you with it? <laughs> How whatever dude means to you, right? That's yeah. a totally gender neutral and right. being neutral term, right? Right. Um, like, like, what am I supposed to do with this? In other words, it would seem to me, and again, not as an expert, but it would seem to me that whatever the form of prayer that you are in now, um, do that. Right. Yeah. And, and then hopefully always be asking like, what else? As I was saying at the beginning, did I say it's the beginning of the podcast or before we started talking? I don't remember. No, I think it's um, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Just, just this idea of kind of just examining everything we're doing and like, is there another way to look at this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What am I missing? Um, what would, what would add something to this conversation? Um, such that hopefully you eventually get it. Cause, cause I mean, you guys got out of that space of vending machine God. Right. Yeah. And so to have compassion for your boss and say, this is, this is where he is. And not, not like condescending compassion, right? Like, no. Oh, yeah. poor thing, pat him on the head. You <laughs> cute little guy. Just like, this is where you are. This is who you are as a person. 
and you are connecting with God somehow. Right? Right. Yes. And that's okay. Right, right. The question would probably then be, and I think this is another one we need to ask ourselves, what what is our model of prayer or our model of God, um, or not what, how is our model of prayer or model of God affecting how we interact with the world? Yes, yeah. Right? Well, it's like, it, you know, the old C.S. Lewis quote, prayer doesn't change God, it changes me. Yeah, and exactly. That, yeah. I talk to students a lot. Uh, well, I talk to students a lot anyway, just because I'm a college minister. But um, <laughs> we do some stuff on campus where we invite people to come rant to us. And a lot of times, I mean, I, I assume that what I'm going to get is sort of angry atheist or angry other Christian. Well, actually, I don't usually get angry other Christian. I, normally, it's the angry atheist or whatever. Um, but I, I had a guy come one day, and he's like, a rant. I'm like, sure. So he pulls out his Bible. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, and he, I can't remember what specifically, but he had this whole thing about, I think it was something in Daniel about like the numbers and how they added up and like essentially when the end time was going to be. Um, <laughs> and so I listened to him and I said, okay, I hear what you're saying. I don't agree with you, but let's say for the moment that what you're saying is true. Okay. So what? <laughs> yeah. I don't mean, and I, I'm literally not in a mean way. Like literally that's great. Let's say this is totally factual, what you're telling me right now. What difference does this make? Right. Jesus is all about how we interact with other people. So what difference does this thing make to how you live your life? Now, he didn't have an answer for that. Um, but I think that's the question we need to ask is whatever form of prayer we're using. What's the point? So what? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, I, and I don't mean so what in terms of does God yep. answer it? And I'm using air quotes, which you can't see. Um, <laughs> but like – how does, as you said with with C.S. Lewis, how does it change you? Right. And that's there's a lot of meat there. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, I uh, I don't know where to go from there. That's that's <laughs> a great that's a great. I mean, that's I think that's a legitimate well, question to end on. I like, I don't have any answers. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the question well, I, think I think we all should fine. end on. Yeah, no, I think that's <laughs> what's it doing to you? Yeah. Well, it and it goes you. back to what you said about, you know, sort of the muscle memory thing of prayer. If you're <laughs> continually lifting up other people, and again, to whether it's a being or ground of being or whatever it is that you're pointing that prayer to, it does have an effect on your level of compassion. If, you, mm -hmm. if you're praying for immigrants, if you're praying for refugees, if you're, I mean, that right. does have a left. And it does, I think in some instance, will draw you into action. Mm -hmm. So it mm -hmm. does, it does make a difference. I mean, it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. I mean, just an example. The other day I was, I woke up, this was a couple of weeks ago. It was like almost panic attack levels. Like I woke up for no reason. I mean, it wasn't even anything specific. Um, although I'm sure a lot of it had to do with like Trump and all of his assholes. Um, mm -hmm. But I remember like I had a, a good long drive for work that day and I brought out the prayer rope. And I literally, the whole time, I prayed around, I prayed, I know you're supposed to pray the Jesus prayer, but I didn't, and, um, because <laughs> uh, most of the time I don't, but I'll just pray you a mantra. You do what you need to do with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just right. kind of pray a mantra, um, and that day it happened to be, I was like, Lord, or uh, just uh, make me an instrument of your peace, mm -hmm. and that was all around a hundred yeah. times. Yeah. In the rest of that day, it, I just felt like I felt more at peace. Yeah. yeah, and so it was like I I took that time to just be plugged into something that wasn't my anxiety, mm -hmm. and got out of my own head, and it changed me 
if nothing else, for just that day. Yeah. You know what I mean? I felt more mm-hmm. peaceful. I actually felt a little more, um, I don't know, magnanimous. Is that is that the word yeah, I want? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and... There's research that suggests that um, in, I think this was done in urban areas, that the, the more people who are praying or meditating on a daily basis, the fewer violent crimes happen within the city. Right. Now, it's it's worth asking is that a a causality or a correlation right uh but but it's it's been repeated like something happens right people are more peaceful to each other yes when they do that and somehow that spreads i don't know <laughs> well <laughs> like i mean that, i would think i would serious. think that would be kind of a generative thing where the more people that are peaceful and kind of plugged into something higher than themselves, bigger than themselves outside of themselves. Yeah. You know, you're less, you're not going to commit a violent act. You're going to probably right. go out and do something to serve somebody. Well, and in there's some there, form there's an that energy does to, spread. There's an energy to that too, because when you, if, you, if you've been praying that kind of thing, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace or whatever, and say a whole, you know, a whole bunch of people are praying that, that it affects you. And when, it, when something affects you, it begins to affect people around you too, whether you yeah. intentionally realize it or not. So like, and the, the negative side of that is, you know, if I flip off a trucker, which has happened on occasion, hmm. um, you know, on the highway or I flip off a driver or whatever, that has a negative, that has a, a like a generative effect on them sure. that they may pass along to somebody else who will pass along to somebody else who will pass along, you know? Oh, yeah. So on both sides of that scale, there's a generative effect to what you do. And so if you're praying, you know, let me be an instrument of your peace and you're actively doing that, then that has an effect on the people around you. Whether they realize it or not, and so that can that gets passed down and passed down and passed down to however many, you know, however many levels of people that you that you meet during that day. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. Well, I think that ought to that's good about covering on, didn't it? Yeah, we got a lightning yeah. round. Yeah. Lightning yeah. round. Let's do lightning round. Yeah. Oh, all right. Did we do lightning round <clears throat> the first time with her? Yeah, we did. did we? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's how I knew Is there anything the else you want to add? Do you feel good? I mean, I feel as good as. One can be talking about something as mysterious as prayer. Right. right. <laughs> and, I, and I think that that's really where it is. I mean, that was the whole that, point. We weren't expecting yeah, yeah. it to come to yeah. any no, sort I know. of like, yeah. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> Who's get, Michael, get Michael into, woke up again. Get into the good stuff. I actually been like sneezing, man. I had a like sneeze attack there for about five minutes. <laughs> Just one of the five ways uh, Michael's currently dying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who is your favorite music artist? Oh, really? Uh <laughs> God, these questions are so hard. <laughs> last time uh, I asked you, um, what was the last album you listened to from start to finish? And the answer was Moana. That's true. That's <laughs> accurate. Yeah, I yeah. assume that's um, not your favorite artist, though. It is not. No, well, I mean, that's multiple artists. We'll accept, um, we'll accept two or three answers. Yeah, thanks. Great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that doesn't help much, but it does Out help of a little millions. bit. So, like, I'm a child of the 80s and 90s. So, like, Madonna is, like, probably <laughs> really high on my played over and over list. Um, though I'm not sure I would have, I'm not sure now I would say that. Um, oh man. What is, what is number one on my, this is, this is going to do some research. What is number one on my iTunes right now? It's not uh, Alice Cooper. <laughs> it's not Alice Cooper. I'm sorry to disappoint you if that's what you were hoping for. Um, you know, probably somebody like, this is, this is God, this is so lame. Probably somebody like you too. Okay. Um, 
Though I will say that uh, I listened to that amazing podcast, Shit Town, which I think a bunch oh, of people um, and the the sort of theme music for that arose for Emily by the zombies is so good. Yeah, it is. So I'm kind of into them right now. Nice. Hmm, so um, I was I was actually listening to I'm a I, my hatred for you two is pretty well known on this podcast. <laughs> but I will say I I listened I listened to Hold Me Thrill Me Kiss Me Kill Me on the way over, and it's my favorite U two song because somebody finally taught the Edge a second guitar riff. <laughs> for that song so i like it they, they did they did figure out something and then just go with it so they certainly just, did alice don't engage him he's just <laughs> he's a dick bag just don't engage him all right texting or talking on the phone oh t- oh talk well like what do i prefer yeah, yeah. on the phone oh talking on the phone. oh cool texting yeah, <laughs> yeah. amen you're uh, welcome. I've, I've done what I can to like be engaged in a phone call for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one will be via text. Don't worry. We'll okay, just, great. we'll just read. <laughs> we'll have like Siri it. read your answers. I like it. Um, would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Oh my God. <laughs> Are you, a, I, are you a parcel tongue, Alice? I no, I'm not a parcel tongue. Uh, I, I think I think I would go with every language in the world, just because I imagine the animals don't actually have that much to say. <laughs> well, I'll just lick my ass again. I shit again. Right. Bird, bird, yeah. bird, squirrel. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, invisibility or super strength? Oh, invisibility. Okay. Alice gonna creep Always. on people. Is it morally not wrong? For that. <laughs> Is it morally wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? No. God. <laughs> That's a dumb question. There are uh, no dumb questions. Well, welcome to our oh, life, Alice. There are no dumb questions, only dumb people. It's amazing. <laughs> and one of them just asked a dumb question. So um, there you go. How, how do you like your coffee? Uh, interestingly, I just discovered, I like it lots of ways, but I particularly like it as a shot of espresso with a packet of sugar in it. Oh, nice. Mm, there you go. Love me some espresso. Just nice. discovered that. It's pretty great. And, uh, where can people find you online? Fierceasswomen.com. Still a great, still a great website name. It is really yeah. great. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and at- your new book, uh, is coming out next summer. The gospel according <laughs> to the Lego movie. Yeah, right. Might as well. Yeah. I, though I don't know. I feel like the the sort of gospel according to books of I think that was like guys. That's kind of jumped the shark. It's, a little it's bit. really not stopping Christians from writing them. So well, uh, feel no, free feel free to cash in on that train. There were a couple of years when that was super popular, and then yeah. it, it was followed closely by the a year of whatever. Like I'm yes. gonna, which and there were a bunch of like what's his face who did a year of living biblically was really great. Yeah, um, AJ Jacobs. Oh, that was yeah, such yeah, a great he book. The, didn't he do the reading the encyclopedia one? Yes, yep. that was also a good book. Yeah, both great um, books. Because it's an interesting like formal challenge, but we're over it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what the current site guys. Are you are you working on anything new? I am not yet. Okay. I have thoughts. Um, <laughs> I emailed my editor, the lovely Tony Jones, and said, hey, here's some ideas. And he wrote back and said, um, I'm going to give it to you straight because I know you can take it. I don't like any of them. <laughs> well, back to the so drawing I board. I have no idea what the hell I'm going to write <laughs> I'm going to go next. jump in a river. See you later. <laughs> 
honestly, right now I'm, I'm still working on uh, sort of book tour related stuff. It's not, I'm not big enough to do kind of a Rob Bell style book tour where, you know, it's all within one period and right. people buy me and things, but no Bible um, belt. But I'm still, no, but I'm still, I'm still very much kind of looking for places that will kind of fly me in, like travel's an issue, but we don't have to go into that right now. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, ex- I'm still excited about going out to places and, and talking about the book and, and doing workshops and things. So anybody who has hot tips, I'd love to come out and chat. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. And we need to get to Cincinnati to uh, Moreline Lager House. Yeah. yeah. To, uh, or Rheingeist. Or Rheingeist, yeah. Any of them. I'm not a big fan of Rheingeist. You're an idiot. I think think we may be oversaturated with breweries at this point. I think everybody's... Indiana's really oversaturated with breweries right now. Just keep opening, and it's like, we can't drink this much beer, guys. (laughs) Well, I don't know. We can make an effort We went to to one in the Indy area the other night. We went to one in the Indy area the other night, and it was us and two other people in there, and I'm like, not sure this one's going to last. Yeah. (laughs) It was good. It was good. It was fine, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hey, we, thanks for calling, guys. Yeah, we love talking to you. We, yes. we originally yeah. wanted to have you on to talk about the Trinity, so we're going to have to do that down the road oh, here pretty soon. Oh, Jesus, you didn't. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> or not. That's Never fine. Mind. We'll just that get, we'll just get Richard Rohr, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That, I mean, he's a, he's a good second choice. We couldn't, we couldn't get Alice. We'll just go with Rohr or whatever. <laughs> uh, love it. <laughs> thank you, Alice, very much. All right, thank you thanks, so much. Guys. Thank you. Now that we puked in your sea, you can tell us what you think. The five stars get red, but one star is dead. Oh, I was going to bring the cajon this week. Yeah, you were. He forgot. Damn it. Feedback. 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 <laughs> People are raging in there. It's freaking horrible. It goes on about five seconds longer than it probably should. It's so good. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. <laughs> Come on down. I can't even do it. Well, right. Andy Moore Ford. Uh, five star reviews. What do we got? Yeah, man. Two of them. Dose. Uh, this one's titled 69, my first episode. Oh, oh no. By Scout P32. Sorry, buddy. The 69th episode was my first episode, and I couldn't stop laughing. After this episode, I was hooked. Seriously, though, I grew up in the evangelical church and experienced everything these guys have talked about. It's so encouraging to know there are people out there like me. It's taken me about 10 years to break free from the church. Sounds weird, but I think people out there listening to this know exactly what I'm talking about. Nice. Yep. There you go. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. This one is called... How very 69 of you. <laughs> this one is called The Highway to Heck by Furry Kelt. Uh, a close friend, John Press, talked me into this. Oh, yeah. he's This guy follows us on Twitter, too. Okay. Uh, I checked out episode 71, gave up after 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Does it really say that? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, you all were, he- were reading stuff from Facebook that I already saw. But John pushed. So I tried 63, uh, which is our uh, affirming. Yeah, LGBT. Out, affirming. Yeah. Uh, my opinion did a 180. God damn it. Y'all got me saying God damn it again. <laughs> oh, well, I have more colorful sins than that. See, Mob, we're not failures. Oh, <laughs> way to heck. 
this is exactly what Christianity needs. This is like rolling down the window after someone ripped a nasty fart in a hot car. <laughs> <laughs> That's quality, man. That nice. is a quality review. That needs to be on a pastor's t-shirt, I like think. Like a fart. <laughs> like somebody ripped a nasty fart in a window. Yeah. Nice. Thanks. Very yeah, thank cool. you very much. Yeah. We appreciate that. I think his name's Ian. I think it's him on Twitter. If not, I apologize. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time I screwed something up. All right. So, as this podcast grows, the trolls are coming out of the woodwork. We are slowly blocking them. Um, and by slowly, we mean we've blocked two people. Two people. We've blocked two people in the history of the Twitter account. All in the last two weeks, actually. Yes. Um, last week, out we, of eleven thousand followers. Yeah. yeah. Last week we spoke briefly about one. This week we're going to speak about another one. A little less briefly. Yeah. A little less. A little more detail because we need to talk about where this relationship went wrong. What happened? Um, this guy's name is Sam Schwegler. At Sam Schwegler. S-C-H-W-E-G-L-E-R. So early on, he is, a, he is a friend of somebody who's been on the podcast. Yeah. Not going to say who that is. You can figure it out if you, if you care hard enough. <laughs> Brian Danger Andrews. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not Brian Danger Andrews. Um, but it, <laughs> early on, a lot of his tweets were about the guy or girl that came on the show that was his friend. Yeah. Um, but we're going to go through his, his, the body of his tweets to us just to kind of explain what went wrong. First tweet, it would suck to be gluten-free since Jesus' body is bread. They'll never know how great it is to get Jesus's body inside of them. (laughs) Eggplant emoji, finger emoji, okay emoji, winky face. I feel like the winky face was redundant. (laughs) (laughs) Next tweet. Jesus is never going to put you in a position you won't like. Sometimes you have to take a deep breath and let him in. Winky face, eggplant emoji. Little awkward, but I mean, we're, 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 we're pretty. I was going to say, that's, yeah, that's very on nothing, brand for anything. Yeah, in nothing this super bad. Uh, I believe this is in response to our 63rd episode, the LGBT episode. Um, at Pastor's Podcast. How many anuses do you think got tight from listening to the latest episode? Hashtag love is love. <laughs> and this is where it starts to get kind of weird because he starts tagging us with other people. Yeah. Um, and this is where the problem was. This is, this is the start of the problem. And I don't even know if Brad and Matt know about this one, but I'm going to tell you about it. After listening to the newest at pastors podcast, I'm reminded of how the Christian alternative to at Netflix at pure flicks ghosted me. And it is an image of a message that he sent to this website called PureFlix. And the image says, does PureFlix have any porn? I like porn, but I wish there was a Christian version to watch with my family. <laughs> and yeah. then this is a, a DM he sent to PureFlix. Keep in mind, tagged us in yeah. this. Tagged us in it with PureFlix and Netflix. Um, and you, so it's, an, the, the, it's like four different images. First image is that message. Then it's a little bit closer. It's a little bit closer. You can see that the Pure Flix read it, and just the Pure Flix logo saying that they read it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So slowly, he the the fact is that Pure Flix Pure Flix read the message, didn't respond. Imagine that. Yeah, it's shocking. All right, a little, few more tweets. Um, you may not love me, but God does. Hashtag God is a gentle lover. I appreciate that. Yes, that's good. Hey, at Pastors Podcast, this is another one. Hey, at Pastors Podcast, if you retreat this photo, 
It saves a gorilla in the wild. If you don't, it kills one. Hashtag hardball. And it is a, um, oh shit. It's a message of, uh, I accidentally deleted it, but uh, I'll tell you what it was. It was at Applebee's. He just wrote, I'm at Applebee's. Applebee's wrote back, hey, what are you getting? Or, or, I don't remember exactly what it was, but mm-hmm. to that effect, what are you doing? He said, I'm meeting my friend so we can exchange porn. Tagged us in Tagged it. us and Applebee's in it. Okay. Like, it's it's getting a little old at this point. Like, we get the point. Like, you're funny. You're, you're going to tweet people. Funny. Yeah. Quote, unquote, funny. Thank we you. get it. You're Tom Green. I get it. Whatever. <laughs> you're the jerky boys. Whatever. We get it. Um. And we didn't retweet that that um, um, that message. However, both the Inglorious Pastors and Brad liked it, and he did that little thing again where it says, "Brad Polly and Inglorious Pastors like your tweet," and it gets closer. Brad Polly and Inglorious Pastors like your tweet, and then it just gets a little bit closer. And it says, "Just liked." So the uh, I mean, haha, we didn't retweet it because it's fucking at Applebee's. Right. Next one. Hey, at Pastors Podcast, a good topic on the podcast would be how cheap at my friend is, where he directly puts his friend in this tweet. And it's a screenshot of him requesting $2 of his friend on Facebook and it getting declined. I say, why are you soliciting from your friend? He said, most likely creating this porn series. It's a screenshot of Pornhub. Um, Women gets respected. And it's from Pornhub. I don't, yeah. Weird. You'll notice the deafening silence. Yeah. Um, All right, good. Schwegler, uh, Sam Schwegler said, it took 55 minutes into the episode of At Pastor's Podcast for my friend to bring up the Eucharist. Hashtag Jesus came quickly. Okay. All right. Um, at Pastor's Podcast. Let's get to the one where we blocked him. Hold on. Well, we're getting there. Uh, why does my friend hate Shrek at Pastor's Podcast? Why do we fucking care if he, your friend hates Shrek? Shrek, it sucks, by the way. No, it doesn't. Shut yeah. up. Shrek is the worst. Shrek is fine. Shrek is fine. All right. So then we posted. <laughs> You're so, Shrek. So unrelated to anything this guy said, we posted a picture of a book of a future guest who's going to be on this mm-hmm. podcast. Oh, yeah. I need want me to give you the book. Yeah, I need that book. Um, so he posted a picture of of that book that we received from future guests is going to be on the podcast. And he responds to us, to the author of the book, and to the publisher of the book, the publishing house. Try some real literature. You could splurge a little more and get a collectible version. And it's an Amazon link to a fucking Shrek book. You're adding guests right. and not publisher. even guests yet. Future not guests. a future guest and their publisher, the publisher of their book that they're wanting to promote. Right. And you're, and then also after that, in that same thread, respect women or GTFO because I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Next one. It's, uh, it's that same type of picture from before. It's a it's a message to uh, a church. I'm not even going to say the church, um, but it's a private message. And he says, um, "Does your church believe that women and men are equal?" 
and gets zooms in, zooms in. Basically, the, the church had read the message, didn't respond. So then he, he adds us and says, starting to believe that at this specific church is sexist at Bastard's podcast. Yeah. That was the one that was completely over the line. Yeah. Don't drag us into a fucking argument with oh. the church. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why? Why we are you trying no to get us? No interest in being dragged into fights. Yeah. on Twitter or into Applebee's tweets. Yeah. Like, stop dragging okay. us into tweets or anything. Anything. So we blocked him. He took a screenshot of us blocking him and made it his, the background of his personal Twitter. So then he jumps over to his podcast because he has a podcast too. Um, to that podcast Twitter account and posts, "Did you know App Pastors Podcast blocks their subscriber?" Hashtag Trump's America. Hashtag Snowflakes. Mm. He says, we all deserve uh, the, to follow the podcast we love at Pastors Podcast needs to, a change at unblock or hashtag unblock swag. You can't fire us. You can't fire us. There's no change that can be made here. Like, <laughs> um, I don't give a shit what you think. Like, the swag really cast just... is open to all. We won't block you for liking. Or we won't block you like at Pastors Podcast does. Hashtag follow for all. Let's get. Hashtag unblock swag trending um, because at pastors podcast need, need to remember that all podcast listeners matter. Really? We're going to do all listeners matter. Really? Really? Okay. Wait, but my favorite part of that tweet, <laughs> no fucking likes, no retweets, no comments. Yep. So apparently a big movement got started there. Um, And then, so then we blocked his podcast just because, we're not, we're just not going to have him do that. He said, Hey y'all at pastors podcast, block the swag cast as well. Their anuses are too tight. Blocking people is always a bitch move. Mm-hmm. Is it always? Is okay. it? You know what? Wait, 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 wait. And then, so, so we blocked him on both accounts. And so then he goes to Instagram, Matt, what do you got from Instagram? Uh, Instagram. He has a screen cap of a kid making a weird face and it has overlaid our thing that says pastors podcast blocked you above it says when someone tweets at pastors podcast with something that isn't praising their show. And he literally didn't criticize our show in any of those. Those are all, literally all yeah. the tweets he ever just, sent us. just goes to show. He says below, it just goes to show in glorious path at glorious pastors is just like every other Christian podcast mm-hmm. who gets butthurt easy. What's going to happen when they receive actual criticism? Hashtag butthurt Christians, hashtag modern Christianity, hashtag podcast, hashtag five stars only hashtag no critics. Someone asked him, what did, what did you say? And he said, he responded, I was just making friendly Twitter conversation with another podcast. Apparently, if you don't tweet about how great they are, you get blocked. So we responded, sure, you aren't the one who is butthurt. Or sure, you're not the one who's butthurt? Because it seems that way. If you'd like to have an adult conversation about why we blocked you, feel free to DM us. Otherwise, you can hear about it on our next podcast, which you're doing right now. Yeah, that's right now. He responded, keyword you used as adult, of which you three are not. You are boys. If you can't handle someone being friendly with you on Twitter, then how are you going to take actual criticism? If you can't take criticism, entertainment may not be for you. It's probably time for you to end your show. So this guy is going to go ahead and not do that. Yeah. First of all, fuck you. (laughs) No, don't call me someone who is 40 years old with a family, a wife, two kids, a a mortgage, a job that he's held down for a while that he's had multiple jobs because he got kicked out of ministry. Who's been through shit that you can't even fucking imagine and call me a boy. 
Yeah. Don't fucking do that to me. You understand me? I'm not even kidding. Yeah. And if you at me on Twitter, I'm just going to block you and you can write more tweets that nobody's going to read yeah. on your Twitter account. Nobody follow this guy. Seriously. Don't so, don't add him. Don't don't, add, don't tweet stay him. out of it. Stay please. away from him. Don't even go near him. Just ignore it because this got way out of hand because of him. He would not stop tagging us and stuff. And now it's become personal. And we did send several tweets to him just saying, stop, 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 stop doing this. Delete your account. Stop. Stop. Yeah. And he kept doing it. Tagging us with Applebee's, tagging us with churches. It's just, we don't. Yeah. I like, so we're the immature ones. Okay. Like how mature is it to just drag people into fucking conversations on Twitter? Yeah. Like that we have no interest in, I, I have no interest in going at a church on Twitter yeah. about their policy on women. I don't give a shit. No. We're, and we don't even know what their policy we have is. No he just idea added what some random is. church. Like, like that's not for us to decide. We have no pull over any of that whatsoever. Like that church couldn't give a crap what we think about women at all. Like yeah. it's not like we're going to move their needle at all. And, Don't and, drag us into the conversation. And we're not monitoring their their stance on that anyway. No. no. So like let's let's talk about like when you get blocked by three guys that like you get blocked for your immaturity by three guys that specialize in telling dick jokes, it really might be time to look in the mirror. Like, we have 11,000-some yeah. Twitter followers. We've blocked two. Yeah. Actually, two. we've blocked three now. One's your well, podcast, okay. one's you. Yeah. But it's the same person. So yeah. two. And one, because they just kept going and kept going and kept going. It's not about criticism. We get tons of criticism. Yeah, we get yeah. shit tons, tons of criticism. And we've interacted with We've interacted with, we interact with them. We get it on Facebook messages. We get... Twitter DMs, we get uh, all sorts of, we get emails, we get whatever. We interact with them. Because we have civil conversations with done, 99% As long as it's done mm -hmm. civilly, I have no problem with criticism. None of us have problem with criticism. Mm -hmm. We get that what we talk about and the way we talk about it, we're going to get shitloads of criticism. Yeah. But you start dragging in future guests for no reason on tweets. You start dragging in churches that we've never talked about, that we have no interest in like contact, like we don't mm -hmm. want contact with them like that. Like that's a you problem. Yeah. Yeah. Not us. That's not our problem. That's a you problem. And we were sick of it and we blocked you. Yep. Yeah. And we'll do it. We'll, we'll continue to block. And, and anybody's at home thinking, Oh, I'm going to do that too. And we'll they're going to talk you. We don't, we're not going to talk shit. about anybody else doing this again. No, yeah. we'll just block you and it'll be done. Yeah. So go ahead, start your unblock me movement. Well, let's, whatever you want to talk do. about. Let's talk about maturity. Both of his both of his Twitter banners have to do with unblocking us. Yeah, so we're, but we're unblocking. The, we're him. the butt hurt, but ones. we're the butt hurt ones. Yeah, and you tweet. You smash a block. Button. You spent a fucking week yes. tweeting and Instagramming about this, but we're the butt hurt ones, dude. Somebody's diaper is way full. Love like, it. Uh, so I no, this will be the last you hear about it. I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to interact with you no. anymore. You're also we're done. grow a beard, man. Come on, <laughs> we're done. Like I'm not. I'm not doing this. No. It's just the fact it pisses me off. We just spent 20 minutes fucking talking about this and having yeah. to explain where we came from on this. Yeah, and what actually happened as opposed to the lies that you're throwing out there on Twitter. Yeah, and Instagram. We will not give a voice to trolls any longer. So, bottom yeah. line. Yep. yep. Fuck off. <laughs> um. All right, Twitter clarifications and corrections. <laughs> I feel like we just need a song to like get out of that. Yeah, let's play something. Play something, Brad. <laughs> hey, girl. 
Wait, Brad's got something. <laughs> Needs more cowbell. Tell me you know this song, Michael. Michael. My friend. Tell me you know this song. Is this Tom Waits? I hate you so much. <laughs> this song is so good. Good. You really don't know that song. I, I know. I've heard that song. I don't know who sings it. War. Uh, that's a band. <laughs> yes. George W. Bush in it. I probably been dying to get into it for like ages. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I really. He just renders me speechless numerous times. Uh, okay. Uh, um, corrections and clarifications. Um, is there anything from Sam Schweigman? Schweigler. No. Or whatever. No. Uh, this is from Michaela Casey at Cheerless Mama. When listening to App Pastor's podcast, disliking, quote, the wife, unquote, made me chuckle as that is a phrase of endearment for the JM Casey and I. <laughs> to each their own, guys. Yes. Indeed. Pineapple around me. <laughs> Pineapple. Don't want to hear it. Um, another one. We got some feedback. Hey, hey, this is the guy who was very nice. Gave us... Not great feedback, but was like civil about it. Yes. Um, I'm totally going to butcher his name too. Shocking. <laughs> uh, Kamala. Mm-hmm. Kamala. Uh, Harris. 444. Um, 444 is a reference to Jay-Z's new album, by the way. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. It's called 444. That you can't listen to it unless you have title, right? Yeah. And this is, this is several uh, tweets put together so um, uh, i'm gonna read it it's to us and uh sean x i appreciate how y'all handled this the primary interviewed interviewer showed much grace compassion honesty and sympathy i was really impressed however i have a few thoughts to share first white privilege isn't just about living without uh, thinking about whiteness as sean put it he did bring up classism which is entirely different when he talked about cars being used to target minorities, one part of it is white privilege and classism, another. But we can't talk about privilege without talking about media representation. White privilege sure has a lot to do with profiling employment, or profiling employment, <laughs> glamorizing whiteness, and seeing it as ideal or prettier than other skin tones. Mm-hmm. It, it went on several, several tweets. Yeah. We had a great conversation with him, yep. Sean. We, we kind of stayed out of it just because we, I mean, we appreciated the, yeah, the civil sure. discourse and, and the conversation, but I just wanted to give him some props for being, mm-hmm. for disagreeing. No, I think that's important. I don't even know it's disagreement. It's almost more well, yeah, just yeah. A, a, adding to what was already said. And it's, said. it's such a, a diverse conversation yeah. that, that we could have 20 podcasts yes. about. There are podcasts out there that are just simply about race. Yeah. Um, uh, what's the one that DeRay has? Oh, what's his podcast called? Who? DeRay. I don't know. DeRay McKesson? No okay. idea. Good talk, bro. Anyway, you don't know who that is? No. The guy that wears the blue vest, Black Lives Matter? No. Holy shit. Where the fuck have you guys been for like the I last don't know. five years? Anyway. Sorry. Find his podcast and listen to it. Okay, good. Talk. By the way, Kamala Harris is um, that may be like a name he's using because I don't think that's his name. Kamala Harris is the senator from California, uh, Democratic right. senator from California. His Twitter handle is at nu oxygen nine four seven nine. Yeah, yeah. 
So, I mean, cool. that could be his name. I, I don't know. But don't Kamala know. Harris is definitely the senator from California. Right. So. Will you talk to a senator on Twitter? <laughs> no, just probably not. Probably not. All right. Uh, Sean. Be a kick-ass podcast guest. Yeah, it would. Uh, Sean Ware at Sean X. Um, hashtag for tonight. Hashtag less downloads than episode one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which is um, like all of them are less than yes. number one. Number one is our most popular one because people are like, I'm going to try this out. Oh, this sucks. Yes. <laughs> um, alternate hashtags. Um, Melinda Joy said, uh, hashtag not Tom Petty. Hashtag <laughs> giant rock prong. Hashtag sucks. <laughs> sucks to your Asmar. <laughs> I don't remember what that was from. I had said that you were like Piggy from Lord of the Flies, and I said, sucks to your ass, Mark. Um, it, if you've, ne- you've probably never read that book. I saw the movie several times. Did they have that in homeschool? Huh? The movie, yeah. The movie. Cliff Notes, too. <laughs> um, uh, Abby Kelly said, um, hashtag, um, hashtag uh, number 67 with political correspondent Brian Danger Andrus <laughs> was on point. <laughs> Hashtag Gehenna Jones. Hashtag Jesus is a gentle lover. Gehenna Jones. (laughs) I still love that. Uh, I got several honorable mentions. I know I'm doing a lot this week, but it's all right. Uh, Sam Abate. Haven't heard from him in a while. I think it's Ubate, isn't it? Ubate. I'm pretty sure it's Ubate. Um, Said hashtag JK LOL. I'm back, bitches. (laughs) Which is a tweet from me. Sam had a kid. He's been busy. He said, man, I miss listening to App Pastors podcast. Hashtag Sherbet a Bop Bop. (laughs) <laughs> Hashtag seal cover band. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Glad glad you're back. Glad you're back, buddy. Uh, Annette Jennings at Lime Twist with T W Y S T um, said, "There's an energy in the world that everything is plugged into. Oneness at a concert at Pastors Podcast episode twenty. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Cosmic Christ. Yep. Um, so she's listening to our our podcast. She also said she's a twenty minute skipper too." Skips the, <laughs> skips the first 20 minutes. Why you guys get the good stuff? I have a for? feeling there's a lot of that. I'm guessing there's a lot of that. that That's all right. right. Yeah, totally get it. Um, David Sluss at Dave the Explorer said, Great POV on white privilege. Um, proof the Holy Spirit. Um, use anything to help people. Mm-hmm. Uses anything. Hashtag mm-hmm. six wing nine. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Michael the Enneagram hater. Really, I did not get any hate about the Enneagram yeah, thing. Surprised. A lot of people uh, private messaged me and said, I completely agree with you. Don't tell anybody else. <laughs> Don't tell anybody else, but it drives me nuts. <laughs> um, Stephen Whitaker said, um, driving, praying, Tomlin and Crowder. Let's drive again, this time more spiritually. <laughs> Hashtag six with a nine wing. That was Charlie Hall singing it spiritually. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sing it prophetically. Okay, buddy. <laughs> we'll do that. Because that means something. Yeah. Um, and then Courtney Vray Blake said, I'm at my at my parents' house, deep, deep in fundy red zone, and trying to listen to this episode without getting disowned. Again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, top ten. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm ready for your 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 oh, we're just not getting to that. <laughs> Or are cool. we just getting now getting to the top ten, Michael? Right. Good God. Coming in at number Jeez, ten. Jeez, Michael, get to it. Is this just now the top ten? Erica Reva at the We and Me, because now the fish is a K. Uh, I'm still deciding on this is that's from episode sixty-three. Said uh, I'm still deciding on 
this podcast, but for that quote, I'd recommend episode 63. <laughs> uh, number nine, Sarah at black sheep underscore lost. Love the question at the end of the pastor's podcast episode. Apart from salvation, why do you need Jesus? Hashtag Sherbet a bop bop. <laughs> Coming in at number eight, Becky Seville at pastor's podcast. If picking equals dick and Brad equals picking, <laughs> then Brad equals multiple dicks. Hashtag turd math in Norwegian. Hashtag Pickens doesn't have a Twitter. We're going to see him this weekend, though. Yeah, we are. Or not this weekend, no, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. The, the fourth. Yeah. Well, it's the. Um, I know. For them, it's the fifth yeah, or the we're, sixth. Yeah. We're recording this early. Yes. Sorry to bring the illusion, break the illusion <laughs> that we're live. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares. <laughs> Some people do. Usually we are Wednesday night, though. Yeah. Number seven, Thomas Knowles. My God, it's only number seven. <laughs> Have we been doing like the top 50? There, is that, you feel there better go. now? There we right, go. Yeah. Uh, every time I see, quote, my seven is popping up, unquote, <laughs> I want to throw my fucking phone. <laughs> number six. 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 I'm sick. Number I've been saying a lot. What are you, British? Haley adds. Uh, Instead of six, they can't say the word six. They say sicked. Sicked. Sick form. Haley at Hales Noel. There's a a reason we left them and gained our own independence because they can't pronounce words right. Great episode this week for Matt Pastor's podcast, but my favorite part was shitting on Tebow. Hashtag (laughs) Tebow can't read. Pretty sure we did a lot of that on the uh, pub this week, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, there's some, yeah. Coming in at number five. Tebow shitting. Mindy Duncan at Wolf Burger Bros. I've grown so used to your humor. I usually just chuckle along when I listen, but hashtag male Miley Cyrus made me spit take. <laughs> what was the male Miley Cyrus? I forget. Me. The... I said oh, that's that. right. <laughs> male Miley Cyrus. Gaming <laughs> like a wrecking ball. Coming in number four, Nathan Miller West. I feel like we need a shirt with Michael in his underwear on a wrecking ball. No, I don't think we need that. That would sell. Nobody needs that. Would that would sell. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, it would. I'd do it. <laughs> I have no doubt. Coming in at number four, um, Nathan Miller West, only seven minutes in and I can't stop laughing. (laughs) Hashtag what 12 cartons in two weeks will do to you. (laughs) Hashtag Tom who. And then later he tweeted, hashtag duck with a dark wing. Oh man, I love it. Hashtag we don't need to thicken it up. Hashtag didn't even get it in. (laughs) Number three, at... Polly named Ranger January Walker. <laughs> Once again, at MJ Basinger proves he is my spirit animal. I'm over Myers Briggs and uh, Enneagram too. Hashtag pineapple spirit fruit. Hashtag Michael Matt on the internet. Hashtag rant and rage. <laughs> Coming in at number two, Dan at inappropriate Dan <laughs> said. Um, as opposed to appropriate. Dan. And approves. And approves. And we're not even sure Tim Tebow can read was the funniest <laughs> comment I've heard in a long time. Hashtag Michael choke jerking. I think that was a. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. God. That was like six times the last oh, episode. So gross. Coming in at number one. <laughs> Struggled Al- a bit with that. Yeah, you did. Alapaki. Jumped from At Pastors Podcast, episode eight, to 
72 today, and Michael's still talking about joint Facebook accounts. <laughs> Up, uh, upgrades, transitions, and F-bombs. Hashtag six wing nine. Also said, Michael's awesome. I love how his indignation goes from strongly worded letter to fuck you, don't follow us, you racist asshole. <laughs> So that's like the difference between eight and seventy-two. Yes, yeah. yes. So, you get angrier as the podcast. Yes, I goes do. Up. Look what you've done to me, guys. <laughs> you used to be so full of hope in life and yeah. joy. <laughs> the polys will crush that out of anybody. Closing time. Rate us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Write a review on iTunes. Check out our website. Sam Swegler, he gave us a five-star review. By the way. I'm guessing that's going to change. Yeah. I don't care. Uh, I don't check care. out our website, ingloriousbastards.com. Uh, support for this podcast comes from listeners like you at patreon.com slash podcast. Support us on Patreon to join the pub, get bonus content, buy us around, and even help shape content of this show. Yep, yep. Hashtags, what do you got? I uh, got uh, hashtag hot, do- hot dog hangover. Hashtag not big on the hot dogs. Hashtag let's not talk about butt hurt. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag Bubby did it. Oh, Bubby. <laughs> hashtag crazy wants a baby. Crazy gets a baby. Kind of a personal favorite. A little long, but I'm okay with that. Same. That's what she said. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag out pops whatever the fuck I need. Hashtag Jesus Harvey Christ. <laughs> Hashtag our boss is a Christian carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> also <And> our co-pilot. <laughs> he is. A dog is my co-pilot. Uh, hashtag- but in case of the rapture, this thing will go unmanned. <laughs> and then uh, hashtag one of, the, one of the five boys, Michael, is dying. <laughs> uh, what got? do you got, buddy? Uh, you want me to go? No, I'll go. You okay. go. Uh, hashtag Matt is butthurt. Uh, hashtag I'm not really sure where this one came from Hashtag necrophilia jokes are fun I have no fucking no idea. idea I think you had a stroke and wrote that down I don't Well have... I made a comment about a cold clitoris being Oh that's right That would be Yeah something That <laughs> must have been Man that, that's a deep cut <laughs> It's really deep uh, Hashtag Lucas Stark <laughs> <laughs> Lucas Allen in The Iron Man Hashtag Matt was first. Hashtag. (laughs) Wait, what was that? I I have no idea. I got to start noting these. I have no idea. Writing an explanation. I have no idea. Hashtag shoot your dick off. (laughs) (laughs) That was from the newsfeed. Hashtag a lobster named Clitter. (laughs) 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 That might be the winner. That's oh like the, the Tinder of Twitter. It's called Glitter. Oh my god! Started a new app. <laughs> if anyone, if anybody wants to go fund me, let's get this up and running tonight. A lobster named Glitter. You know what I mean? Oh my god! Uh, uh, hashtag midrash your ash. <laughs> That's and then uh, hashtag how very sixty nine of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got uh, hashtag taste like Shia. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. Uh, Hashtag hot in her. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Hashtag shark in my boat. 
Hashtag in the boat. My shark in the boat, yeah. Um, hashtag lobster named Glitter. <laughs> glitter. <laughs> hashtag midrash your ash. Hashtag false. Sit down. <laughs> hashtag Chuck's sister. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right. <laughs> nice. And hashtag block swag. <laughs> I'm not doing that because I'm not giving him the satisfaction uh, of that, but uh, uh, I feel like it's lobster named Clitter. That's, you know, I was going to go with Midrash Urash, but man, a lobster named Clitter. I don't think we can do that. Though. I think we absolutely can do oh, that. Oh, we totally can. <laughs> I, I think midrash. We had a we had a hashtag called Hot Tubs and Alabama Thunder Pussy, and, and you're telling me we can't do a lobster it's named Glitter. That's had, the hill you're gonna die on. And we had Brad Shits Twizzlers. Well, that one was true though. <laughs> Good lord! All right, is that, is that what we're going? With? I think we have to. <laughs> no midrash or ash. I mean, it's like that, that is really too, good, but. but it's hard to pass up a lobster. All right, I feel like we're going to we'll regret, regret it. Yep, yeah, let's do it. A lobster right. named Clitter. If you've listened to this episode in its entirety, <laughs> hit us up on social media with the hashtag, hashtag lobster named Clitter. A lobster named Clitter. I just have lobster named Clitter. I'll do a, a lobster no, named Clitter. Yeah, yeah. No, not A. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. just yeah. just lobster named glitter. No, that doesn't make any sense. A lobster named glitter because then it personalizes. We're, we're, arguing, we're arguing over one fucking. Letter. It's a a lobster named glitter yeah. because that was the story was about a lobster, a lobster. named glitter. I was just gonna go with lobster <laughs> named glitter. A so lobster named glitter. I'm going with lobster God named glitter. Damn it. God damn you! <laughs> yeah. have, Here, here's Michael dying on yeah, another yeah, stupid another fucking hill. hill. Fucking hill for Michael you guys are doing it too. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Uh, hit us up on social media. Yeah, but we're right. On Twitter, at Pastors Podcast. <laughs> is this not a democracy? Is I, it, is not, not anymore. I it's like not. It's two you guys one. share brain, so it's one against one. All right. At Pastors Podcast. At Brandon Andrus. <laughs> at Batman Villain. Facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast. You can also check us out on Insta. Insta. Yep. Instagram. We don't tweet us here. Bullshit. Oh, I didn't take pictures. I take pictures and put on Instagram for that's right. Oh well. Yeah. Um. Any final thoughts? Yeah. No. Hit the button. Be sure to check out our friends Twisted Sisters on their iTunes feed. Um, they had some turds in the in their most recent episode. It's a shorter one, but they have uh, Ray Galactic Wonderlust, Marcus Mayfield, and David Ellis talking about purity culture. Like no sisters, I think Callie's at the Callie is at the very beginning, but she doesn't say her name again. <laughs> Callie doesn't want to be on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Callie's just like, "Hey guys, I'm back." Um, yeah, yeah. Happy fifth or sixth of July, whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to Alice, by the way. Yeah, again, for being fantastic. On this. She's it. so good. Yeah.